Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Build 4 Tough Studio. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan. We will be with CBS Sports Network at 8 a.m. We got more USA Women's Field Hockey on CBS Sports Network. You can always find us on the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. It is freezing outside. This is pure January for you in the tri-state area. We're getting more snow tomorrow, but then we get divisional playoff weekend and the head coach carousel and all this stuff is still going on and you get some big news last night as mike mccarthy will be staying with the dallas cowboys so all the cowboy fans that were disgusted by that performance against the packers wanted jim harbaugh wanted bill belichick wanted mike Vrabel. nope you're not getting any of those guys jerry jones says we are close we're so damn close we're so close that we lost by 30 points to a team we were favored seven points over at home. We're that close. So close. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jay. You know, I was uh, with uh, Coach Cower, Phil, and Nate Burleson last night as we were doing our Paley Center um, kind of chalk talk for you know, all the people to find out what's going on behind the scenes for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And this news broke last night. And quite frankly, I got to tell you, I was actually happy to hear it, you know, because I often talk about stability here on this radio show and the sewer pit of social media can just basically affect everything and everybody if you allow it to. And sometimes these owners have got to step back, take a look at what success they've had with their said coaches and then realize not to be emotional and not to get caught up in the nonsense and the idiocy that is going on out there. And it also is not just social media. It's it's us guys as, as well. It's the, the the shows that are on ESPN and Fox Sports 1 where the producers say, who should be the next coach of the Cowboys? Who should be the next quarterback of the Cowboys? Should they get rid of Jerry Jones? Should Jerry Jones sell it? You know, and all these dopey questions that the, the on-air talent has to answer, and they have to answer it with, you know, hyperbole. And they got to be, you know, you know, this is this team, and they've never won a championship since this year and that year and everything else. And, and, and some of us at times, and I'm as guilty as anybody, forget how difficult it is a job of what they're doing. And you, sometimes you just got to take a step back and you got to say, okay, there's one Super Bowl winner. You never know who that's going to be depending on what kind of shape their teams get into late in the year. And then you sometimes run into a hot team and you end up getting blasted. And maybe your best player has his worst game of the year. And that's exactly what happened with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Same thing that happened with the Browns and, you know, um, and the Texans. When 
uh, Joe Flacco threw two interceptions for touchdowns. Zach threw an interception for a touchdown, and Darnell Savage read it perfectly and, and took it back, and the game was basically over at that point, and that's what ends up happening. And you remember yesterday or two days ago, I think we were talking about stability or stable franchises. Franchises who have to go through transitions, franchises that sometimes make it to the playoffs or get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, and yet every year they're in the playoffs, and sometimes fans don't think it's good enough. And and, and a prime example of that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and what's going on with Mike Tomlin. Now, Mike Tomlin's coming back for another year. Now, I don't know if they'll give him a contract extension. I'm assuming that the way things work in the NFL, he'll get a contract extension. But if you talk to a diehard Steelers fan, and I did this last night, and I will not mention the person's name. Bill Cowher. No, it wasn't. (laughs) This was something completely different. This Steelers fan was just lamenting the fact that it's okay just to have winning seasons and make it to the playoffs. We haven't won a playoff game. We haven't won a Super Bowl since the last time Mike Tomlin won the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe things get stale and we got to get rid of this guy and we got to get rid of that guy. And every fan that is passionate, like I am about the Rangers or the Knicks or the Mets, uh, we all think we have the answers and yet we're not in the building. And then I think about these franchises like Pittsburgh, what the Jets wouldn't give to have a franchise that successful, even just winning regular season games. Forget about the playoffs for a second. Then you think about the 49ers, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, of course, the Rams. I think that teams like the Cowboys and Eagles, and I think the Eagles are now going to keep Nick Sirianni, I think they're trying to stay stable and realize the good things that have actually come out of the seasons that they've played with these coaches leading them. Now, this will be Coach McCarthy's fifth year, and this was Dak Prescott's best year by far as a starting quarterback with him calling the plays. There were three quarterbacks that threw for over 30, at least 30 or more touchdowns. The quarterbacks were Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah, and you talk about Mike Tomlin and Mike McCarthy. Their resumes are essentially exactly the same. Exactly. Exactly the same. And everybody will say, from a national standpoint, Mike McCarthy's got to go. And from a national standpoint, Mike Tomlin has to stay, which is interesting. Steeler fans feel differently. But I guess what it is that annoys people is sort of the way the fans of the Cowboys and the Steelers is how close you really are to getting over the hump. And this is the problem I had with the Yankees and the way that they looked at things that year they got swept by the Astros. They kept saying, we made it to the ALCS. We made it to the ALCS. But fine, you did. That's a fact. But you were kicking everybody's ass in the beginning of the season. You fell apart towards the end of the season. You barely got by the Guardians. Then you got swept by the team that always beat you. So you weren't that close. You made it to the ALCS, but you weren't that close. The Pittsburgh Steelers' last four playoff games they have played, they have lost. They gave up 45 points to the Jaguars, 48 points to the Cleveland Browns, 42 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, and then 31 points to the Buffalo Bills. They get there, and then they get their face kicked in. And that's what's gone on with the Cowboys. So as I take a look at the Steelers this year, and you know Mike Tomlin won 10 games with three different quarterbacks who were very average at best. And he also lost his best player and most likely the defensive player of the year in T.J. Watt for the most important game, the Buffalo Bill game, on the road. Sure. And they hung in there. I mean, like it wasn't like they were inept. 
I mean, they didn't have a great passing game. You know, they're, one of their wide receivers fumbles the ball. Then the quarterback throws an interception in the end zone where they're driving to score. And I'm like, I, I, I understand. I understand the frustrations because I haven't won a cup since 1994, for God's sake. And I want that, too. Uh, but I also recognize that, you know, how hard it is to do it in these leagues. And look at, I mean, if you compare some of these teams that I just gave you on that list, you know, the 49ers, when was the last time they won a Super Bowl? Uh, you know, but yet they're a great. But that's a team you know is close. You know they're close. I, they are I, legitimately I, I close. Would, I would also say to you, I'm telling you, the Cowboys are close too. They they lost their entire linebacking core except for Micah Parsons, who was playing all over the place, as opposed to one spot. If they would have Leighton Vander Esch on the field, maybe they would have been better and they would have been able to stop Aaron Jones. They're out there with six defensive backs because Dan Quinn is saying, I got to put my best players on the field, even though they're small. <laughs> you know, we're going to get run over by a running back who is now finally healthy again for the Packers. It's, you know, a lot of this is timing. A lot of this is luck. When I take a look at now the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going on the road to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is playing with A.J. Klein, who five weeks ago was on the couch. He made 11 tackles against the Steelers. Now he's going to be out there against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we forget just how good some of these teams are. And you have a top-flight defense in Kansas City. You have prop- We all still believe that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't care about what stats show you or anything else. They finally found a wide receiver, Rasheed Rice. And, you know, they have a top offensive line. They got Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the hammer. So, like, they're catching, I believe. It would be better if they would be playing an arrowhead, but they're catching the Bills at the right time in terms of the Bills' defense and their injuries. Sure. Now, you always say when you want to get rid of somebody, what is the replacement? When it comes to Dak Prescott, it's very easy. There is no replacement. You're not going to find anybody better than Dak Prescott. But this particular offseason, I can give you three guys right off the bat that I believe are better coaches than Mike McCarthy. And that's why I also think that Dallas Cowboy fans are pissed off. And those three guys are Belichick, Carroll, we'll see what he wants to do, and Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh, by the way, which I don't know if he would go there, but that's another guy. You can throw him in the mix. There's four guys that I can confidently say are better coaches than Mike McCarthy, and they're going to stick with him. So that part of the equation where if you're going to get rid of him, who are you going to replace him with? There's championship coaches available that they didn't even go and talk to. So, Or maybe they did and we don't know about it. But uh, or maybe or maybe the players went in there and told Jerry Jones, "Look, we love playing for this coach." You know, I, I don't know why. Like you know, you always tell play- you you can't you can't listen to the players. Well, I'm, right? I'm just saying they do have player exit interviews, and you know, you saw what went on in Vegas. You saw how these players are basically saying, "We want Antonio Pierce as our head coach." And you were even saying that, and and we all believe that you know there is something to be said about that. You don't necessarily want to listen to all the players, especially when the players are saying, "Bring this guy in here, bring that guy in there." And you know how we learned that. We saw that with Aaron Rodgers. Well, so, like, you know, let the general manager do his job. But they do have exit interviews for a reason. And you, the reason you have exit interviews is to get the temperature of what's going on in the locker room. Now, what's interesting about that, if if I had to go by, like, what Darius Slay, the defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles, said yesterday, <laughs> he said it was like, uh, you know, playing for, you know, within two marriages with two different defensive coaches. And it completely according to him of course and he's a player upset whatever rhythm they had on defense and they never really had a rhythm over the last six to seven weeks doing a large part to injuries for them too but also not being able to get to the to, to the opposing quarterback like they did last year which made his job a lot easier in the secondary so you know there was player 
injuries, there's player defections, there's big contracts being paid out, and other players are getting left off the roster because they can't afford them. There's a lot of variables that go on in the NFL and just in professional sports in, in general. And I'm, sometimes I, 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 I read all these different things and I, and I listen to what everybody's out there saying. And like I said, I'm one of these mouthpieces here. But I mean, my God, he's won 36 games in three years. Dak Prescott is a second-team All-Pro. You want to bring in one of these other coaches, that's fine. That means you're bringing in a whole other system, a whole other person in the ear of the quarterback who is the most important person in the, in, the, uh, in the entire league. And the most important relationship, I believe, G, is not the morning guys you know, on a particular radio show, which is very important, by the way, and how they get along, but the head coach and the quarterback of a respective NFL football team is the most important relationship in the entire sporting world. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring hockey into this conversation, and that's usually your role, but I'm going to give you an example. Your boy, Gerard Gallant, as you like to call him, Elmer Fudd, back-to-back 100-point seasons, goes to a Eastern Conference final his first year. Second year, they run into this Devils team that was really hot. They lost in seven games to them, and then he got fired. He was gone. I mean, team was playing pretty well. But how close really were they? They get a new coach, and right now, even after a little bit of an up-and-down type of deal, but they have been kicking everybody's ass, and they could very easily have the most points in the league by the time of the uh, end of the season. So I would tell you they won't, but I will also say this, that hockey is a completely different sport, a completely different set of circumstances. And again, I go back to the quarterback and the head coach relationship. And when you look at the eight teams that are left in uh, professional football right now in the finals, in the divisional rounds, and you look at like John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, is there a, is there, is there a better relationship? Oh, maybe it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. I mean, and then this is where Mike McCarthy really, if there's any leverage that a coach like McCarthy has, is the relationship that he has with his quarterback and the success that that quarterback has had. And look at C.D. Lamb. Look at the numbers that he put up. I mean, I guess if you're a fantasy football player, it's great because maybe they won you your fantasy championship. But I guess for the Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, changes is in the offing every year, it seems like. And uh, I, I happen to be a Dak Prescott fan. People who have never played the position think the guy stinks for some reason. Well, they don't think he stinks. They think he can't win a big game, which is a different situation. Eventually, eventually it will happen. They are a good team. They have a good roster. They will continue to build on that roster. They may lose their defensive coordinator whose defense just got shredded. But then again, you got to remember, Dak Prescott did throw two, six, uh, 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 or one pick six. I mean, I mean, like it all goes hand in hand. I, I, when I saw it, I was actually kind of relieved because I'm sick and tired of talking about coaches getting fired, you know, and, uh, it's just like sooner or later, you just got to sit down and, and take a look at everything that has gone on. I mean, I, I look at uh, Matt LaFleur up in uh, with the Packers. How many games, have, big games that they lost at home with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback? Right. Well, of course, yes. I mean, after that one Super Bowl that they won back in the 2010 season, there was a was lot of disappointments. Yeah, right. With Aaron Rodgers, though, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. In Green Bay, there was a lot of disappointments with McCarthy and then with LaFleur. After that, in the postseason, uh, but I not every organization is the same, and this is fueled by the owner because the owner talks all the time. And Jerry Jones got off to such a great start as an owner, built a dynasty, and then since then they haven't sniffed 
that type of success right, so, in the postseason. Hold on. So when the owner is saying, I got to win, and all that matters to me is a Super Bowl, and I'm going to die soon, the fan base is going, well, hell, if he wants it, then that's what I want. And what are you doing if you're getting your ass kicked in the playoffs if you think that the Super Bowl is the only thing that matters and you're going to die? And you're going to keep everybody? That's nuts. And here's the thing. You know, that's the big problem. The big problem there is him. Now, they're good. They do a good job of drafting. They do a good job of cultivating and developing players. There's no question about that. But, you know, they had a coach, Jason Garrett, who could handle Jerry Jones. Didn't let Jerry Jones really affect him as a coach. And he did a good job. Yeah. And then when it finally, you know, got stale and they decided to move on, they bring in Mike McCarthy, who's got to deal with the same crap. You know, that's the crap that you have to deal with. I mean, like, very rarely do our teams here deal with that crap or do the uh, coaches deal with that. You know, I mean, John Mara talks when he has to talk. Woody Johnson talks when he has to talk. But quite frankly, they're not on the radio every week. And, you know, boasting about the Cowboys and saying dopey things on the radio. Also answering questions every single week about the coach's future. And so that's why I'm telling you that not every coach is long for that job just simply because the ownership is so wacky at times. I mean, could you imagine Bill Belichick going down there and 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 coaching with that guy, giving interviews and everything else on the side? Uh, Bill, Bill Parcells did it. Well, he wanted the money. Okay, well, he wanted the money. But I'm saying, but what's what's the conversation though? Is the conversation that Bill Belichick couldn't handle that situation, or is it that um, Bill Belichick just wants to to cash a check and he's not gonna he's gonna deal with whatever that that comes with it? I think Bill Belichick wants to control a lot of things that are going on. That he doesn't want people on Twitter or X. He doesn't want people out there on Instagram. He doesn't want owners, you know, yapping to. Uh, to reporters, he certainly doesn't want assistant coaches yapping to reporters and leaking outside the building. I mean, Gerard Mayo gave a press conference yesterday, the new head coach of the New England Patriots. He said more in his first press conference ever as the head coach of the Patriots than Bill Belichick did in 24 years. Well, yeah, of course. But anybody who took that job, you would say that. About. No, I'm saying for 24 years. Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, that, but that's his MO. That's not a surprise. He didn't say anything. Whoever was the next guy was going to say more than Bill Belichick said. But, mean, do you, but do you agree with me? He said more in one press well, Yeah, but, one, but, as opposed right, but that was a lock. 10,000 press conferences that Bill Belichick had given. Yeah, but that that's a lock, though. It didn't matter who the next head coach was. They would say more than Bill Belichick said in, in, uh, in uh, 25 years. It's amazing. Gerard Mayer said, you know, I had to get away from Bill. Bill drafted you. Bill molded you. Bill gave you an opportunity. He said that. Yeah, he, like he was joking because he went to oh. uh, I, I think some leadership group or something to kind of understand people and interactions with people and things of that nature. That's a whole other story for another day. But he he kind of said you know I got to I had to get away from Bill. Uh, you know, Bill did it the right way, and you know Gerard's going to do it his way. And Gerard's all about giving people titles and, and knowing what their responsibilities are as opposed to the blurred lines of what Bill Belichick had going on up there. But those blurred lines only went to nine Super Bowls huh. and won six of them. That's right. I mean, so those so that, that does work. But even Gerard did say, you know, I was drafted in 2008. Things are completely different in 2024. And he's right. The game has changed significantly. And to me, no coach adapted more quickly than Bill Belichick did to the new game. You know, the problem with him is that he lost the greatest quarterback of all time, and guys like Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski, guys that he drafted or traded for. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. You think about how all those great offenses that they did have with all those great offensive players, 
it's a former middle linebacker that now becomes the head coach who replaces him. That is correct. So we'll see what happens with Nick Sirianni. We'll see where Bill Belichick goes. This is far from over this offseason of craziness with the coaching. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan in the free Odyssey app. Jerry out again. We have Peter Schwartz who is joining us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Oh, not CBS Sports Network. Sorry, we'll be with them at 8 a.m. The free Odyssey app. We got the women's field hockey on now. They are playing Japan in India. Jerry Recco out today. He does not have the neurovirus, which is a good thing. I also reached out to him, and there's no way in hell if he did not throw up yesterday, which he didn't, that he would have the neurovirus. So he doesn't know what it is. So he's going to the doctor today, so we hope that he gets better. But he, if it was a neurovirus, he would have been puking and pooping like crazy yesterday, and he said he was not. Uh, so that is a good thing. Any uh, any congestion, or is it just the aches and pains and chills? He said uh, fever. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I'll, I'll actually, I'll go back. Did he do the COVID? Did he do the COVID? I don't think he did the COVID test. He may at the doctor today. Maybe he's the first guy with the new thing that you were talking about yesterday. Oh, yeah, that uh, with the humanized mice. Yes. Let's see. Still lightheaded uh, with a fever, and he passed out for six hours when he went home. So that's what he's got going on. This guy's got gonorrhea. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know, I don't know if it's gonorrhea. <laughs> Come on. It'd be more like a syphilis thing, I would think. Those symptoms, right, Peter? I would think so. Yeah, gonorrhea, yeah, so. syphilis, and uh, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? It would be a lot. That'd be a big problem. All right, big problem. Good to yeah. see you today. Good to see you too. Yeah, you know, it's been a long. I time. I hope Jerry's feeling better. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. Wait, you Jerry, also want to be here tomorrow. I heard you say that. Like, well, no, Jerry's I just want to make day. sure. Do I need to be on standby because I'd have to move some things around? But I can do. What it. are you moving around? I got things. You and Vinny People, tickets. Me- you had Vinny no. tickets. We taped, we taped that show yesterday. <laughs> no, you did, so it's not Vinny okay. tickets. Yeah, we taped the show on Wednesday. So you yeah. and Vinny tickets are going to Vegas? We are, yeah. 
That's our Well, he'd be going anyway for his ticket side of things. But yeah. Well, what the hell are you going to do out there? We're going we're gonna to record some video interviews from Radio Row okay. for a few days. All and right. then we're going to edit together the best of for the, the radio version of the show that airs on the LA News Radio uh, station on Saturday morning. All right, very Just good. Maybe stop by, say hello to you guys. Are you going to do it that early in the morning? Going to show up? No. Uh, well, I mean, I would make like a special, you know, you know, alarm on my clock to come come over and yeah, say hello. Know, we are special not at alarm Radio on your Row. clock. You know that. What's that? We are not at I Radio know. Row. I know. Well, okay. you can get around easily in Vegas. Yeah, where are you staying? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. I can't are you even imagine. Tickets, sharing He's a room? got a block of rooms. He's got Vinny tickets as a block of rooms. Well, yeah, huh? because well, he owns Ticket Bash. It's like a secondary ticket market. So oh. he's got like a bunch of hotel rooms. I mean, okay. what, what are we talking about? Like you know, Hilton Garden on the Strip. I was told I'd be on the Strip. Ooh, Peter's on the wow. Strip. Wow, block of rooms for Vinny tickets yeah. and Schwartz on the <laughs> yeah. Strip. There you go. Gotta love that. I'll tell you what. Yesterday, we had to go deep into the bullpen. We had a guy came in here, eat some innings for us. <laughs> Billy Jockalone did a great job. I thought he did a tremendous job. I mean, for for somebody s- doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. And had no idea it was going to happen until 30 seconds before we came back. And he just took it over. He did yeah. it. And he looked credit. a little nervous at first. Oh, yeah. But I thought he settled in and did a really fine, solid job. I mean, yeah. you know, Jerry put us in a real lurch yesterday. Just completely put us in a lurch. Definitely. I'm not coming in and I don't feel well as opposed to like leaving right. right in the middle. It's like it's like when you have your pitcher out there like Max Scherzer and oh. he throws three pitches in the first inning or your quarterback goes down after four plays. Yeah. Like what the hell do you do? What are you going to do? Right. It's like or the 49ers in the championship game last year. David Wells got thrown out of a World Series game in the first inning. Remember that? That's right. Marlins. Yes. I mean, that kind of set the Yankees back a little bit there. Now we'll talk about this later, uh, but I do want to know something from Peter. <clears throat> How soon after the new program director is named are you going to email that person <laughs> and bug them for on-air shifts? You're going to wait like two minutes, well, three I mean, minutes. Do you think it's going to be someone from within it? Do you think they're going to go outside the company? I've officially thrown my name into the ring. For <laughs> oh, geez, uh, here we go again. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. Here Ready. we go. <laughs> oh Jesus. Once again, I now will, we got to deal with. I this. will say this. What? Uh, and I and I said this on social media yesterday. Oh, good. Oh, I'm did you? Oh, yeah, everybody, heard it. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. everybody saw it. Everybody. Heard I will it. say this. I've been working at the radio station since 2009. It took until 2021 to get a chance to host some shows. So I thank Spike so much for that opportunity to do that. And I wish him the best. So hopefully the new person is as accommodating as Spike has been. You know what I think? I think Spike said, if Marash can do this, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) And he was inspired by Marash's success in the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous success. I will talk more about Spike a little bit later. I just wanted to see uh, where Peter's head was at with this whole thing. Yeah, I'm happy for him. All right, good. Did a good job here. Yes. Got everything in line. Did you put any money into that $1,000 t-shirt that we bought? I wasn't asked about it. I was actually kind of annoyed. I was actually kind of annoyed when I watched it that day because now I feel like word gets around who, who contributed, who did not, and... I don't want to be labeled as someone who had no... Because you know, I've been involved in all those office things. Oh, you know, Joanne is leaving the office and let's get her something. And some people either want to donate to the gift or don't. I, I feel like I, I didn't even get a chance to do that. Yeah. that was you got to blame Tom Izzo and Dove for that. that oh, was really? Okay. All right. All right? Because I, I was a little perturbed about that. I didn't know who else they asked. 
but you hate being left out of stuff. I don't like being like like. I no. mean, it's amazing. This is go, this must go deep into your childhood when you were like the last person picked in gym. I class was always or the last person picked. I was not much of an athlete. I, I mean, any time that you're not God asked Bradley to do something, somewhere this and Jared got it somewhere. So. Really bothers you when you're yeah. not asked to do something or be a part of something. It yeah. really hits you, especially in your when I believe I deserve to be involved in it. Yeah. Did you put anything out there on X about you know how you were you felt like left out? No, I'm trying to minimize the complaint. Complaining, I do about things because yeah. Even when I feel warranted doing it, it comes back to bite me in the ass sometimes. Uh, I mean, could you get two more different people than Peter Schwartz and Al Dukes? Like Peter <laughs> Schwartz wants to be invited to everything and be a part of everything, and Al, when he gets invited to something, is just sick about it. Yeah, I want no part of this. Don't ask me. Don't put that pressure on me. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to contribute to anything. Just leave me alone. I asked him if he was excited about going to Vegas. He said, no, not one bit. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that yesterday behind the scenes, you know, I said, hey, guys, our friends at Gabriella's would like us to go out to dinner down there, down in uh, down in Red Bank. And, you which know, is close enough to Al. Right. Right. I mean, it's right up the road from Al. Like, we would have to drive. That would be a problem. And, you know, I'm like trying to put a thing together for the team, you know, before we go to the Super Bowl. Let's come together and let's talk about what we're going to do. I was like... Can we do it at four o'clock in the afternoon? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> this would be a weekday that we'd be doing this? It would have to be a weekday, yeah. Because you're not leaving Long Island on the weekend. I'm, I wouldn't, but then that really, okay. that I without, it has to be like five o'clock the latest. Because the last time you guys went out down there, I don't know if it was Gabriella's or another place, Al was like... It was at 8.45. We, I, I think we're just starting to eat. Yeah, yeah. You were panic texting That was me. the failed fishing expedition. Yeah, I actually, uh, that's right, because I got COVID and I was home. I remember that now. That sucked, that whole thing. Yeah, and Al was like, yeah, I got to well, get out of here. I got to get tell out of people here. like Doug Wells, hey, look, we'll come down for dinner. Tell the folks at Gabriella's we're all in. Great restaurant. Love it. But we got to eat at 5 o'clock. Next thing you know, it's like 7.30. And Doug Wells is like... <laughs> 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 He's not even paying attention. Right. Wiping Bernays sauce off his, his chin. Laughing. Off his forehead. Yeah, his forehead. He's got his face <laughs> in his plate. Uh, all right, Peter. We didn't give you a ton of time here, but uh, I don't think you're going to need it. So let's see what you got. Well, let's uh, let's go this way here. The report is brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. NFL, Mike McCarthy returns for his fifth season as head coach of the Cowboys. The Patriots formally introduced new head coach Gerard Mayo. He said he is not Bill Belichick. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Mayo, the 15th head coach in Patriots history. Name uh, the other ones. Name the other ones. Uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, Bill Parcells. Yeah. Um, Raymond Berry. Huh? Yep. Uh, if you got past oh, this, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, crap. What's his name? Um, it did good enough. Yeah, it did good enough. It did I mean, it's enough. like, you know, who cares about the Patriots? Come on, <laughs> you do. You hate them. I do, but I think the worst part of it is over now. <laughs> you th So you think. Yeah. Well, I hope. Yeah. I can't take too much more of this. So they draft Jaden Daniels and you're running after his asshole yeah. for the next uh, 10 years. Oh. Oh, man. Oof. It ain't easy being green.
On the New Heights podcast, speaking of Grain Eagle Center, Jason Kelsey disputes the report that he told his teammates he's retiring. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm really not. It's just something that I think, uh, you know, when it's time to officially announce, you know, what's happening in the future, it'll be done in a, in, in a way that's, you know, definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career I've had. So he's basically saying... I didn't say it yet, but it sounds like it's certainly going to well, happen. Well, I have to apologize to him because I, I gave him kudos for being one of the greatest centers of his time and the surefire first ballot Hall of Famer and, you know, kind of said good luck to him and, you know, thanks for all the memories and, and said he's one of the great Philly athletes of all time. Yeah. So now i got to take that back and i got to wait for this big, grandiose press conference <laughs> where, you know, we're, we're, we're retiring the jersey and everybody's crying yeah. and everything else. So i got to wait until that and then i got to redo that. So. Did you see that uh, he drove through McDonald's? I did and see handed his. a signed jersey to his favorite employee at McDonald's. That had to be a pretty cool thing for that employee, a- absolutely. And she was thrilled, and there were pictures and everything else. It's the type of guy he is. Yeah, you know, I think I saw you do that once at a Wendy's <laughs> in Levittown, didn't you? Didn't you sign no, a I headset? Come here, I get Boomer to sign him. Yeah. By the way, I have a favorite to ask you later on. Yeah, morning. I'm sure you do. I do. All right, okay. <laughs> not for me, I, for, somebody not oh, for somebody else. For somebody else now. No, now we're going leech spot. No, I don't Peter do Super I'm not staying for the game. I got to come home. I got other things to do. Oh, okay. I got an FAN shift that Sunday night. Ask so. Benny tickets for tickets. <laughs> well, no, I listen. I just need you to take care of something else. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for the st- what's happening with the stadium series. That was part of the yeah, Marshmallow yeah, it, Fluff. It, it was. I think you'll be fine with that. Okay. Don't just worry. Just want to make sure. Didn't yeah. wind up going to Billy Joel on New Year's Eve. I Right. But you'll be fine with the stadium okay. series. Um, when are they releasing the jerseys for that? Next what, week. What's the NHL waiting for? Next week. I thought they'd have it out already. And we all did. I thought they'd have them out for Christmas. But, you know, the Rangers did their new third jersey for Christmas. Do you like that? Yeah, they're fine. I do like, I like yeah, I like uh, the navy blue collar. I love it. Um, let me move ahead to basketball really quick. Knicks welcome back their point guard. Watson is the Watson. He's surrounded by Rockets. <laughs> Kenny Albert, Clyde Frazier, MSG, Knicks beat the Rockets, 109-94, Julius Randle, 31, Jalen Brunson had 30 in his return after missing a couple of games with a bruised left calf. As for the Nets, heartbreaking loss, 105-103 in Portland, Anthony Simons at the game-winning shot with two-tenths of a second to go. Um, there was sad news from the NBA yesterday. Warriors assistant coach Dehan Milojevic passed away Wednesday as a result of a heart attack. So the Warriors jazz game was uh, canceled last night or postponed. Uh, Rutgers over Nebraska in overtime, 87-82. The Mets are going to retire Doc Gooden's number 16 on April 14th. There are strawberries number 18 on June 1st. At the Rock, Devils lose to the Canadians. Three to two. I had a great play-by-play. I'll save it for next hour of Matt Loughlin, so we'll get to that next hour. Okay. And the Blackhawks-Sabers game in Buffalo last night was postponed because of another snowstorm in Buffalo. I told you guys, a big snowstorm is gone. Now the lake effect snows. They think on Sunday it's going to be clear, but they'll have to dig out the stadium again. And they're going to play tonight. And by the way, for the Knicks, you know, the Knicks now have Washington, then Toronto with Quickly and Barrett coming back to the Garden. And then they have Brooklyn, so they get the next these next three games. They gotta win these next three games. Yeah, I mean, especially against the Nets because they suck. God, that team's terrible. They, they lost to the Trailblazers. It was just pathetic. Jacques right. Vaughn running out of ways to 
draw positives out of these games. You listen back to the well, uh, Nobody's now. listening to yeah, nobody, Jacques Vaughn no. after the games, man. There's like six people watching these games. Nobody's watching post-games. Poor Evan Roberts. I'm a loser. Yeah, well, anyway, the next three games for the Knicks are going to be vital. They need to beat these bad teams. And then they got Denver Miami after that. So let's take these three. And it's, you could see, like last night with Hart and Ananobi playing the way that they did. I mean, those trades are great. I don't care what anybody says. I think well, they're I like 7-2 no since yeah. the trade. I think uh, Kenny Albert was saying last night they're 7-2. and two. They were 6-2 and two last night until they won. Now 7-2 and two since the trade. So that's great. Yep. Awesome. Keep it rolling, man. Yes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know I love listening to our buddy Chris McMonigle, C-Mac, on the overnight when I'm driving in. It was Sal Licata for a while there. I love listening to Sal. We used to get some funny moments from him screaming at callers and other things, and C-Mac is finding his own groove and sort of doing the same. And I thought that this one call that was, it went on for a while, but uh, we broke it up into the important parts really encapsulated what overnight sports talk radio is. Because on one hand, it's a family. And on the other hand, it is really, really hardcore sports talk. And everything was put together in this one phone call. So here is here is part one of this phone okay. call. Brett in Long Island. What's up, Brett? How are you? Long time. I haven't yeah, talked it's to been you. a while. Where the hell you been? Uh, it's been a rough one. I'm not going to, you know, personally. But okay, well, I hope, I hope everything's all right there, Brett. Yeah, we lost mom, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's all about anyway. Uh, yeah, all right. So that's the beginning. You know, sharing the personal news about his family, why he hasn't called. C Mac genuinely feels for Brett on Long Island losing his mother. Fast forward two minutes, and you get this. It's been five years. How many times, how many years can we wait to evaluate him? How can we consistently say that? Let's fire Dayball, too, and get another coach. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, come on. How many coaches? Last year, he was awful, too. All right, there you go. All right. Is that not? It went from just the whole feeling of genuine and... 
I don't know. I can't explain it to you. It just felt like they knew each other for a long time. Yes. That they've been friends. Yep. And then one minute later, it's been five years. How long are we going to evaluate this guy? Oh, fire day ball too. Yeah, why don't we do that? <laughs> Hangs up on him. Sorry about your family. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't about the Yankees. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I only heard one Yankee point during my entire drive in. So things are getting a little bit better there on Yankee House. So that must have been an important point. What was it? Ah, caller called up. Okay. I believe it was Maury in Belmore who called up and had a Yankee point and, and C Mac answered it. So oh, I see. that was okay. it. C Mac didn't even bring it up on his own. So C Mac's becoming the go to Yankee guy. Becoming, I just I think he has been. Well, he is, I guess. You're right. Yeah, he is the de facto Yankee man, and the Yankee fans are not thrilled with him all the time because they think he defends Brian Cashman too much. But yes, he is the he's the big Yankee guy. So since we're talking about the station, we'll talk a little bit more about Spike. The news yesterday: our program director Spike Eskin leaving this job to go to WIP to be that's our sister station in Philadelphia, Sports Talk Radio, to be the afternoon drive host. With Ike Reese, former Eagle, and a, a guy named Jack Fritz, who I believe was producing the show, sort of like a third voice type of deal. And when we found out about this, obviously we were surprised. He was only here for two and a half years. So personally, you know, I was disappointed about it because I really worked well with him and I really liked him and the creativity and humor that he brought to these meetings and planning Boomer and Geo Live was unique to me because I had really never experienced that uh, from a boss and I thought he was going to be here for a decade or more and that I'd be working with him for a decade or more so that was disappointing obviously but you have to feel great for him because this is something that he wanted to do it opened up it was the right time his father had that shift for a very long time so it means a lot to him <laughs> and if you like a guy as you say, if you really love somebody, you let them go. Jesus. <laughs> right? But uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yes. Is that it, this is what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And he it, he didn't just leave us in the dust and not think about that. I mean, it was it was a tough decision for him. And I'll be listening and I'll be rooting for him and I'll always have Goodbye. his support. I mean, my support. I'll always give him my support. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was disappointed because he did a great job here. I got along with him great, and he was very very creative and funny, and and that's the type of stuff that I like. Yeah, we knew Scuttlebutt was coming, and we knew it was going to be announced after we were off the air. Yep. And then immediately, Andrew Marshan has you know new shake up coming at the WFAN studio. Shake up, shake up. He loves that word, shake up. Yeah. Um. You know. But anyway, this was yeah. This was uh, Spike's. Choice and, and quite frankly, he had to fill some very, very big shoes in what Mark Chernoff built here and was a yep. big part of. We all know that, and we yep. love Mark, of course. And uh, Spike came in and, and quite frankly did it seamlessly. And when we when we had heard all of us together, uh, we were a little we were, we were shocked, disappointed, but also happy. You know, we were happy for him. We wanted the T-shirt back uh, <laughs> that we gave him the thousand dollar T-shirt, uh, but then we figured, you know, that would make a good going away present. Yes, that is true. And after learning about all of this, I did find out that he he knew he was going when he gave him that T-shirt, and that was part of the reason why he was a little bit emotional that yeah, day yeah, I too. Think he's, I think he's, he's probably little... like, "Oh crap! Oh, this is tough." Al, how would you rate his emotional state when he was talking to us, letting us know that he was leaving? I would say very emotional. Very. You'd say very. Yeah, Eddie. How about like you? Like almost uh, tearful. 
Uh, emotional, but under control. I didn't think he was close to breaking down. See, it's interesting. Al says very emotional. Yeah, I thought very emotional too. You said very emotional. Yeah, I, I think he was very emotional. I think he was. I think he was close to breaking down. There was a quiver for sure. Hundred percent quiver. That that bottom lip quivered. And you know, if, like if something else Jerry had Jones face, you know how they did that thing <laughs> the with Jerry Jones face, face yeah. after the game, right? The crying face. It was kind of like that. And if if we had a different reaction or something, he might have broken and cried. But I think everybody, you know, we were like happy right off the bat too for him. You know what I equated this to? I was thinking about this. It's just sort of like let's say you're in you're in college and you you meet a girl that you're dating and she's quirky and and great and and different and funny and have a great time with them for a couple of years. But you realize that that girl never wants to be a mother. That's sort of the way I equate this to. So then you have to break up with them, and you got to find somebody else because you want to build a family. The PD is like our mother here? Sort of, yeah. You're like, you know what? This, this person here, she's great, but she just, she's just not the one, I guess, that you can, you can see into the future with. you gotta, you got to let them go and do their own thing and go to like art school or something and get all sorts of piercings and stuff. It's just... You know, it was great. It was a great little, like, you know, two and a half year fling. But you just know, you just know that that person, that girl did not want to start a family. And you had to say goodbye. Spike sucks. Spike sucks. <laughs> we love Spike. Yes, we he love didn't Spike. suck. But, you know. Skinny, vegan, hipster. Yeah. Which still remains true. Right. You, I you think even it. hammers that point more so after him leaving WFAN. Yeah, you and you and him had a very unique relationship. <laughs> I, uh. You know, as I was saying, so I think what we should do here, like in celebration of Spike leaving, is rank his decision making. Like, like let's rank like where he's put people, you know, oh on the radio God. show. Like, like if I think of C Mac in the overnights, yeah, you know, I give that a B. <laughs> right, that's a B. That's a B right now. It's a B. Would you Would you agree? <laughs> I love this. Yes. This is great. This is awesome for you. You now, love this he, kind of stuff. Did he put Sal there first or was that Chernoff? No, that was... No. Chernoff put him in the overnight right. full time. But then he moved Sal with BT. So now how do you rank that decision? Oh, I give it an A. You give that an A. I give that an A. I love that show. Al, you're a big radio guy. Yep. How do you rank what I just said? C-Mac overnight? I'll right give now? that a B as well. A B? You give mm-hmm. him a B, okay. And then you give Sal a what? I'll give that an A. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so when um, Aaron Rodgers, for instance, he was going on McAfee and just, you know, going after Jimmy Kimmel and everything else, like that, he didn't want to talk about it. Good point. So is that an A? It's a B. What a minus. A minus. You just get a little demerit for that. That's all. They're still yeah, working things out. It's personality driven. Mm-hmm. So people seem to like them. So I'm going to give it an A. Well, Eddie's going to give everything an A, aren't you? I'll give uh, C Mac an A minus. Okay. All right. Now, Evan Tiki and Sean. All right. Yeah, that's the next one. Evan Tiki and Sean. What do you give that? I'll give that a B as well. It's a B. Eddie? I, I'll go. I'll go B for that one. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> 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 what about you? Um. You know what? I like. I kind of like the dynamic. I kind of like the screaming, yelling over Tiki. You know, what I mean? like they, they, and poor Tiki gets put in a bad spot sometimes, and he's very uncomfortable. So I kind of like that. They suck. I give him an A minus. <laughs> I'll go B plus with room to grow. How about yeah, that? Oh yeah, A minus with room to grow for sure. 
Right, it's funny because we're talking about Spike. Yeah. And one of the things he hates is when we're late to this break. So there you go, Spike. We are now blowing through the break talking about you and your career. So what do you want? And we have more to talk about, don't we? Yeah, sure, we do. Yeah. Because he made other decisions around here. Sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what Jerry thinks about Spike's decision. I mean, I mean if you if you looked at like the uh, the responses to Marshan's articles, you would think that Spike has completely blown this whole place up and the place sucks. I mean, that, that is the sewer pit of social media, right? Sure, and that's why I thought Marshan's article, I know Al tweeted that out, but I, I read it immediately when it was out there, and I, I thought it was perfect. And I, I sent it to Gina, my wife, and, and she, uh, she goes, well, what would you think of that? I said, I think he nailed it. I mean, I think he absolutely <laughs> nailed that column. Um, and they used the word behemoth when it was talking about Boomer and Geo, so I did like that. The behemoth mm. that we are. He likes your agent. All right, Boomer and Geo coming live with Bill Ford Talk Studio. On the fan and the free Odyssey app, we'll be with CBS Sports Network in an hour. Still 0-0, USA and Japan, women's field hockey in India. There's a fine mist that is covering this stadium where they're playing this game. It is quite the aesthetically pleasing viewing experience. I can understand why we were preempted for this, but we will be uh, joined in less than an hour now. Well, it's aesthetically pleasing, all right. But <laughs> by I, CBS I, Sports Network. I will say, I want to get back just to rank a few other people because we hadn't gotten to everybody. You want and, to go back to this now? Yeah, I just real quickly because these are spike decisions. And, you know, he gave some people some different opportunities. All right, so... Just to, if people are just joining us now, our program director, Spike Eskin, leaving WFAN, going to Philadelphia, wanted to be the afternoon talk show host at WIP, so Boomer decided he'd like to rank the Spike decisions and give grades on the Spike decisions in the two and a half years that he was here. And, you know, by, by the way, he's done a great job. I mean, you know, he did build Boomer and Geo Live, two of them. That's right. And part of the creativity came from him and, of course, Tom Izzo. And he worked together in collaboration with you guys and me and a couple ideas here and there. Well, that is the thing that I'm going, that I'm worried about the most is in those meetings. Like, for example, I asked him for a little person for Boomer and Geo Live Holiday Edition. He didn't. Think about it for five seconds before he said yes and turned to Emily and said, find us that little person to be little boomer. Just like that. Is the next guy going to provide a little person to us with such little pushback? Probably not. If I had presented that idea to Mark Chernoff, he would say, are you crazy? There's no way. And then the legal is going to get involved. What are you going to do? I don't understand. Why? Why? Just go out there and talk about the Yankees. Do it, please. So, you know what I'm saying? So, right, that's what I'm like. Know, but we could have used Mark as the little person. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that was in-house. We wouldn't have to pen them, right. spend the money. So, uh, But that's the thing that's going to be. Because when we're in those meetings, like, I would come up with an idea, or Al would come up with an idea, and then Spike would make it better, or Spike would come up with an idea, and Al or I would make it better. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how right. those things worked. And I'm just afraid, like, the next guy's going to be a stiff in there and be like, no, 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 can't do that, can't do this. Can't or do whoever's that. in there. You never know who may be in there. But um, the fact of the matter is we all got along great. He was fun. He, uh, you know, he dealt with all the slings and arrows that we threw at him. So that was great. Mm -hmm. He enjoyed it. And he knew that he was going to be a part of the program. So I think he personally, I think he did a great job. But a couple of other decisions he made. There was a, there's an under the radar decision 
And uh, I agree with a very close friend of mine who thinks that we have a talent on this radio station that is underappreciated and should be given more time. Unfortunately, there's really no other place for him to go because he's doing different things now. And it just worked out a certain way. Who do you think that person is I am talking about? Well, I know already, so I'm not going to pretend right. that I don't know. Yeah, because you heard me talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Al, uh, do you have uh, anybody who you think that... Uh, CeeLo. No. Lugauer. Yes. Tommy Lugauer. Tommy Lugauer has gotten some airtime. God damn it. Are you all right? What's, what, what's up? What, what the is hell? wrong with you now? Uh, there is like mucus stuck between my nose and my throat that just doesn't come out. And it sits there and then it's like it, it doesn't know where to go. And then it gets stuck, and then sometimes in my nose, sometimes in my throat, and I have to blow my nose. I can't take it anymore! Maybe Sorry. because I was talking about Luke Howard, you're thinking no, about I, No, no, Loogie. Loogie. Yeah, Loogie, that no, whole no, thing. No, no, I, I like uh, Tommy a lot. I remember when we did this whole thing about like ranking the part-timers. I had him up there very high. Yeah. I love his energy. I love the fact that he's different with some of the beds coming back and the, the electronic dance music stuff. He's, I, I'm into it. <clears throat> yeah, when he, like uh, when he worked with us, I mean, he obviously learned. He knew. He saw. And, and then now he's getting ready to conquer. So, uh, what do you think about Keith McPherson? I think Keith is uh, a huge Yankee fan and brought that to the the radio station before uh, we had like a real big Yankee fan on the station. I think he does a good job at night. I would I would give that in that same B plus A minus range. I mean, I, there's nothing. I, I would say F. What? what? F. No. What are you, what no, are no, you no, 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 no. What Stop I would Eddie. say is that it took him a time to find a sea legs. And now, all of a sudden, he's become much more edgy, much edgy. more critical. Right, for sure. Which is good, which is fine. Well, that was the whole great. point. You know, yeah. I mean, he hadn't done a ton of radio shows, and then Spike he brought him in. like a Nets fan and a Yankees fan, and everything's flowery. Sure. Right. You know, that's how it started. Yeah. Now, it's not that way. Yeah, and I, admittedly, I don't listen a ton at night, so I can't really. But, I mean, every time I've seen videos of his or listened on social media or heard him in the car at night, I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm not sitting here going like, oh, man, like Spike blew it with that. There's no way. No, but he's gotten edgier, which is good. So yeah. he's growing in. So he found, like what I'm saying is he found a sea leg. Sure. Sea leg spot. Right. Anybody else I'm missing, I mean, uh, in terms of like on-air talent? Marash. Well, we we, uh, are we talk about him individually or are we talking about that show collectively, the Marash show? Well, you you picked out Tommy individually, so I thought maybe. Yeah, but I like I told you, I like the fact that you know they're screaming over the top of Tiki that's what it feels like to me and Tiki's watching his tennis ball go back and forth <laughs> going this idiot this idiot this idiot this idiot th-, and then that he is gets true. his word in right that's how i feel when i listen to that in a sea of dweebs here is the professional athlete and i need you know some, a little bit I about that somebody that is going to <laughs> there's got to be somebody in there that has some sense of reality yeah and that's Tiki Barber yes you so still haven't answered fine. the question in regards to Marash. Yeah. I said a B minus. For the well, show. Oh, uh, what? Well, no, I said B plus for the show. I said B minus for Marash because, you know, he's he's there for a reason. And I think when you look at what WIP was down there in the afternoon, now I know where Spike got the idea from. Because they had the same type of thing. They have a, a, I guess I was reading that he's taking his dad's old seat. Yeah. And they do have a producer that plays the Marash role in that. Yeah, Jack Fritz, All right, I believe so is Jack his name. Fritz, so, but it's the, what's it going to be called? It's gonna be, he's going to be working with Ike Reese, right? It's got to be Spike and Ike. Has to be. Has to be. You think he gets first billing? 
Ike and Spike. I mean, he's going to be the the host. He's going to be the guy doing all the mechanical stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ike's been there for a long time too. Ike and Spike and Ike sounds better than it's like Mike and Ike. Yeah, right. It sounds better than Ike and Spike. Ike and Spike, Spike and Ike. You're you, right. You can't go and Jack. You know what I'm saying? Spike, you can't go, Ike, and Jack. No, that that's no. You can't do like a uh, like a an S I J Sige. Didn't we have a S? Didn't CMB. we have like a CMB? You can go CMB. Ike it or Spike it. No. Oh, God. Jesus Christ, uh, man. Ike it or Spike it? <laughs> I like it. Come on. <laughs> no way. All right. Yeah, so anyway, so there you go. You uh, you done with this now? Is there anything else you want to I thought it was, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, the responses to like some of this stuff is just crazy to me. Well, that's why the Martian article was was dead on, which was that that people cared deeply about the radio station, and for whatever reason, you know, they thought that that Spike had done something to it that that annoyed them, but that obviously they were still consuming the content. So he put Yankee fans on and C Mac and McPherson. Uh, Luke Gower's a Yankee fan, right? No, Mets. no, he's Mets. a Mets he's fan. A Mets. He is. Okay, yeah. So then you're you paying get, attention. Uh, I love am, that Tommy. I, listen, I know, I know he's, got a, he's got a good voice and. And Salicott is a maniac. Yeah, it's true. He's got to, you know, kind of just spread his wings a little bit more. You know, it's interesting for the the next person who gets that job. Like, right now, like Spike's leaving on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this next person, if 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 something even slips a little bit, they're going to be criticized. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, I, I think across the board, the numbers haven't been this good from... For a while, right? So this—he's absolutely right. I mean, you mean Spike, the other day parts. Well, well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. the numbers across the board have been really, really good. Yeah. And I think with us, I know with us, it hasn't been better than the last five quarters. So it's grown everything. Every show has grown over the last two and a half years significantly. Yes. In the numbers, so this next guy's got to come in, and and then it's gonna be like, oh crap. And I, I have no idea who this person is going to be. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, and there's Al not. Dukes. Why not Al Dukes? I that nominate would, Al Dukes. And would, every show goes to an hour, right, Al? Uh, two hours. Two hours. That would really run into my, you know, my time spent doing nothing, though, during the day. Right. It's true. I mean, if, if Al had a, um ambition to do that, I think he would be the program director. He doesn't like dealing mm. with people. Like, no. like, didn't Spike tell us the part of the job that sucks? It's just like dealing with all the crap. Oh well, yeah, you know that you don't that we don't see that it you know we don't hear on the radio. It's just the stuff that he has to deal with every day, whether it be complaints from I don't know sponsors or sales or the teams we cover. You know that's all the stuff that he that we don't see. Right, absolutely. And Al would not want to do that. But really, the biggest thing would be the fact that even though we'd probably get a significant raise, I would imagine the biggest thing would be the time. Yeah, I mean, he. It's like Al would definitely pass more. I mean, you know, the thing about it too is I, I could see Lon Trost calling up Al in the program program director's office and saying, "Hey, Al, they're not talking enough about the Yankees, and they're too negative." By the way, what would you say? I, I'd probably lose my patience so quickly with things because <laughs> I'd be so stressed out with that job. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Man. How about all the emails that you would receive? Don't care. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah this is gonna be tough man i don't i have no clue maybe i'll apply but ask it if it could be virtual <laughs> virtual pd yeah first of its kind 
Yeah, I just like FaceTime every anybody I need to talk to. You know, when a guy like you takes over, you got to just fire everybody. Yeah, you got to send a message. You got to clean house and send a message. <laughs> there, there'll be some in-house candidates for sure. Super Z. Yeah, Zach Martin will apply. David Marinick will apply. I'm sure. You think they already have? Dove Kramer will apply. You yeah. think they already have? I don't know. I I I, I got to believe they have. Probably. I mean, if you're, I mean. Dave Marinick's like Eric Bieniemy in this situation. He holds the big card, <laughs> and he's like, 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 why isn't he getting a uh, promotion? What's going on? Is he interview bad? He always stays in the same spot. That's you know? why. Maybe that he's stuck in that spot back there. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what's going on. Could be another situation like some of these coaches get into where he's so good at dealing with the schedules, which is. A disaster. Yeah. But no one wants to take him out of that role. True. Pete Pilati's another one who's going to apply. He's a, he's also got like a quasi-management position, so he'll apply. But the problem is like Pete, who was my board op there for a while, God love Pete, but if Pete tried to tell me and you to do something different with content, I would probably give him a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very tough. You know what I'm saying? It would, I love Pete. I, I mean, love Pete. He's like a friend, and I've hung out with him. And he's like, always got a good, uh, good uh, way about him. Every single day, he seems like to be a pretty happy. But guy. But I couldn't take him seriously in that job. I couldn't. I'm just yeah, being honest. Should, they should put Yousef in there. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Oh, hello, Mr. Levine. <laughs> uh, oh, your great. curly hair is a beautiful. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be something else. Yeah, that I I don't know. It's a tough job, man. But I'm not going to even. I uh, Olive the other day walked in here. He's like, "Oh, you're probably you're wondering. You probably get your scuttlebutt uh, horns up in the air right now. Oh, and your we antenna. Did. We did. And he's like, "You probably know about the next guy, you oh. know." And I'm like, "I don't even know. Like, I, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm going to be digging for any scuttlebutt on this at all. I just meet oh. the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so." I think, I mean, Chernoff and Spike's so different, and whoever the next guy has got to be very different. I saw too. somebody, uh, was it Marshan who compared Chernoff to Billy Martin? <laughs> Bring <laughs> back he? Billy Martin again? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did, yeah. <laughs> do you think Chernoff would want it back? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I call him every now and again. Every now and again, I catch him on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's spinning records. He sounds so happy spinning records, though, exactly. so he might not Why would you want to get back? back into this? And then with congestion pricing and everything. <laughs> huh. I mean, I I remember when he left, he was saying, you know, not everybody understands this job, how hard it is. Not, every, not just anybody can do this. This is tough. This is hard. And then Spike came in two and a half years like, screw this. <laughs> out of here. I'm out of here. Chernoff predicted it. He was right. Yeah. I mean, if Chernoff walked back in here as the PD. I told you. <laughs> I <laughs> told you. Mirage, you're off the air. <laughs> We're bringing back Mike. <laughs> We're bringing back Russo. Oh. We're all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I don't think that's going to happen. It's time for me to fly. Bye. <laughs> I told Spike, you know, we were going through this whole thing and he was getting all emotional. I said, do you think we'll ever, ever talk to him ever again? Yes, I yeah, do. I, I do. I do. I you think do. 100%. I mean, he's going to be doing his own thing down in Philly. Well, we didn't say you would talk to him. We would talk <laughs> okay. to him. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to talk to him because, first of all, it's it's different shifts. So we're not on at the same time. So I can listen to his show and stuff. I'll definitely talk to him. I mean, it'll it'll last for a, a period.
period of time and then probably die out. You know? Yes. Like, that's usually what happens. But, like, for the, the immediate future, like, one or two years, I'll definitely be in touch with them, and then, then it'll be, then it'll just Hey, but I'll tell you what, he had a very impactful two and a half years. Certainly. I would say that, you know, we always talk about stability of franchises. <clears throat> well, this is a franchise. And absolutely no stability. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he came in and stabilized it. And then left, from a, from which an, is I, ironic. I know, what do you want? Well, he saw Mirage doing what he's doing. He figured I could do the same thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yes, this is. there's been a lots and lots of changes. It's the only, this show's the only thing that's been stable since in 2018 when I joined. It's been like 57 midday shows and six afternoon shows and two different program gotta, directors. You, you got to find the right, you got to find the right balance. But you know, the amazing thing also is, is he's taken the seat that his dad had for about a decade or two decades, actually, right? 20, about 20 years. Yeah, which is a big reason why he left for yeah. that specific Job. What do they call that? A great. Nepo baby? That's what they call that? You ever heard that? Yeah. yeah so is, is, that, is, that, is that what this is? That's Steve Belichick. There's uh you want to get uh people out in here, we can interview him. <laughs> well he's uh running the uh equipment over there at the uh oh, network. Yeah. Okay. Well he just yeah, he just walked by and like peeked in. I thought maybe we could interview him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do that to him. That's got to be some sort of violation, you know? Yeah. It's a serious thing. The job is posted now, you know? And this is a big deal. We can't just be interviewing candidates on the air. And by the way, I mean, it also includes the CBS radio network as well, right? CBS Sports Radio, yes. yes. Includes that. You got to run that as well. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CB... Uh, ah! <laughs> Free Odyssey app, CBS Sports Network, 8 a.m. There's field and by the way, we, we missed the goal. Yeah, Japan, oh, Japan scored. scored. Yeah. Ah, sucks. Fourth quarter, 14 minutes to go. USA, USA. on the fan and the free Odyssey app. Peter Schwartz is with us today, and we're talking about how we're going to have a new program director. I think Spike will be here for like a couple of months because this search has to happen, and he's going to stay throughout the search, and we've joked before about Peter Schwartz and yes. how he is <laughs> yes, always... Score. Oh, we scored! Yes, we just scored, yes. <clears throat> All right, USA just scored in uh, field hockey. Uh, CBS Sports Network will join us at 8 a.m., and how uh, there was a person who passed away <clears throat> and uh, Peter came to me and said, uh, how long do I wait before I email the boss about mm -hmm. this job? Uh, which is something you've admitted on X. Yes. Um, so you are someone who is, you're, you're all about opportunities, and, yeah. I, and I respect that. So I'm, I'm asked, I asked you before, this new program director, when he comes in, how quickly do you email him and say, I'm Peter Schwartz, and I want a job? Well, I have a job. Full-time job. I'm not going to be that picky. I mean, full-time jobs don't grow on trees, but I would like to be more in the mix to fill in hosting. Right, yeah. Let me ask you a question. If he were to get a full-time job, mm -hmm. like whose spot would he take? Well, someone would have to leave, I guess. In other words, you're not you're not but, advocating for them. No, 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 no. Are you? But I would I would be interested in something that maybe it's like an all-encompassing. Maybe it's like sometimes it's updates and sometimes it's hosting and sometimes you know something's going on. You know, send me out to go cover a. An event or something like that. Like, it doesn't have to be a full-time hosting job. Right. It could be where I'm more involved in the radio station you on a regular my, basis. You want to take my seat for the next half hour? 
could use a break. <laughs> uh, Rose in Fanwood, New Jersey. What's going on, Rose? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, Rose. Rose what's what's happening? Well, you know, there's a big difference between when someone dies and this situation. Mm-hmm. Peter's got to put his name forward within a few days. There's so many people. You don't think other people are going to be putting their names forward? I think there's nothing wrong with that. You have to get distinguish yourself from the group. I wouldn't necessarily start asking for a full-time job, but getting yourself in the mix, letting your name be known, yeah. sure. So, Rose, you think there are people out there right now, as we speak, putting their emails together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's already in the bin. It's ready to send. Wow. Mine is. I- I've Mine officially is thrown my name into the <laughs> ring for consideration. <laughs> I'm in for the program director. I've, I've, no, I'm just kidding. All right. But... Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because yeah, you got to go for it. You got to be aggressive. This is different than when someone dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, but, they haven't, but they haven't really hired a new person yet. So we don't even know that email person. There's no one to email yet. You yeah, know what I'm saying? right. But that's why you have the email ready. So when yeah. the person is named, you get it in there. You know, sometimes when you're more successful, we forget about what it's like to... You know, have to be working three, four jobs, keeping your name out there. Things Seventy-two like that. jobs. <laughs> yeah, Peter's got more than three Thank jobs. Thank you, Rose. Yes, we appreciate. Sure. Uh, you know, that yeah. is sound advice, right there. It is. I think within twenty-four hours of yeah. the, of of, this of the next person of the yes. hiring. Yeah, yeah. within twenty-four within hours. twenty-four hours. hours. Yeah. Um, I was told. I don't. I can't imagine this is true. Here but, we go. Here we go. Scuttlebutt. Here we go. He was told. I was told that your wonderful wife Cheryl was upset yesterday when she saw Billy Jockalone doing updates and not you. Well, it was not. It was not so much being upset. She was like, "Why is he there? Like, who is that?" Well, we had a Paul and, 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 and I said, "Hold, hold, just you know, pump the brakes on this. Hold on, Jerry did the six thirty. Must maybe Jerry is sick." And then it was fine. It was like a, an angry. Thing was like, who's that? Why is he doing updates? And why aren't you there? Right, because if it's obviously if Jerry is out, CeeLo is up first. Yep. Right? And when CeeLo's not available, it's me. So as soon as I saw Billy sitting in the in the chair, I'm like, well, now I got to keep my eye on the phone the rest of the morning because CeeLo's not available. I got to be on call. And by the way, uh, USA just scored, but I think we're going under review, I think. Uh, they sure. review every goal. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is still in review? It's still in review for the second oh, goal. Oh, the second the goal. The second goal. They, they call it a video referral. Yeah. Now, tell me what's wrong with this goal here by the United States. That's good. That's good. And... I, uh, wait. It's, wait, we wait. still haven't seen it yet. Boom. The, maybe the stick. It's maybe, too high. Yeah, maybe the stick's too high on the, the girl who shot it. I don't uh, know. She looked like Panarin. That was awesome. <laughs> that was an awesome shot. I mean, these people, there's like one person who sits there and reviews it. I mean, that person could be heavily influenced. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. They gave the good sign. You know how the <laughs> NHL ref points to the center circle? Yeah, that's right. So in, Goal. in, in field hockey, what they do, the ref points with two hands to the center circle. All right. It's got to learn that. This in Australian rules football. Don't they do this? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, yeah, they go like this, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Peter, let's uh, let's get an update going here. What do you have for us? This report brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Status quo in Dallas. Cowboys bringing back head coach Mike McCarthy despite the wild card loss to the Packers. McCarthy 42-25 and of the regular season, but is just 1-3 in the playoffs. Meanwhile, in New England... 
Patriots formally introduced new head coach Gerard Mayo. He said he learned a lot from Bill Belichick. The more I think about like the lessons that I've taken from Bill, hard work works, right? Hard work works, and and that's what we're all about. And speaking of hard work, took a lot of hard work to get the divisional round of the playoffs. That's coming up this weekend. Josh Allen and the Bills hosting the Chiefs. Josh Allen on his relationship with Patrick Mahomes. Fairly good friends, and um, obviously in the offseason we tend to play some golf together. Um, at least we have in the last few offseasons. But, you know, he's he's a fantastic player. His track record and his resume speaks for himself at, at such a young age and um, one of the greatest quarterbacks to already play this game. And yeah, could- remember also the last time these two teams played, that was the Kadarius Tony lined up on, offside. <laughs> and he scored the touchdown after Travis Kelsey threw it to him. And you remember Patrick was going berserk on the sideline. Well, and then after the game, they were on to go shake hands. And it wasn't like, you know. Well, Patrick said it was the worst call I've ever seen, is what he said to Josh Allen. Yeah. And didn't say congratulations on the win. And, and then he came back and apologized about, about, it, yeah, so. about it. So. Whatever. Josh Allen is a good golfer, though. I've seen him play a couple of times, one on TV during the match thing, and then also on YouTube I've seen him play. I saw a match between the Bob Does Sports guys, which is the uh, what Fat Perez is a part of, and it was uh, so the three of them, Bob, Fat Perez, and, and Joey against Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Kyle Allen. Remember Kyle yeah, Allen? Yeah, sure, of course. The court- quarterback? Yeah. Sam Coach Darnold. now. You know what's funny? What? Sam Darnold must have just picked up golf. Because he was spraying it all over the place. Really? Yeah, I thought he'd be great. When are you going to play with Fat Perez? Uh, I don't know. Didn't we reach out and he never got back to us? He did. He got back to us a couple days later, and then we were on Christmas vacation. And then when when we were getting back, he was going to travel more. But I am in touch with him. Okay. All right. Very good. I mean, I think they'll probably they can come up here and and play on Long Island at some point. Like, who would you be more excited to see, Fat Perez or Dua Lipa? Oh, come on. Stop. As much (laughs) as I love Fat Perez, it's Dua Lipa. You talk about Fat Perez every day, and you actually have (laughs) swag with Fat Perez's name on it. I mean, he's he's an inspiration. He's a hero to me. I mean, it's he really is. If you look at him being that big, that good at golf, and then just being a guy who was on the internet watching this content and then just put himself into it, and now his entire life has changed, and he's making a living playing golf on YouTube and eating chicken wings. I mean, that's an inspiration. Who's bigger, Peter Schwartz or Fat Perez? Uh, See, it's tough. Like Peter wears his weight better because he's a larger guy. I I would... I mean, Peter's a bigger human being. Fat Perez's stomach is is. is I don't think tremendous. I look like. I don't think I look obese. I just a bit. I'm just a big person. Yeah, you're a very large person. You're like a you're like sort of like a giant. You yeah, know, you look look like the you know fee five fo fum type <laughs> thing. Where Fat Perez is a shorter guy and a you know big short giant stock belly. in fat looked like Fat Geo. Yeah, sort of like that, but, but fatter but, than but fat bigger Gio. than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my stomach was never that big. You play golf, Peter? No, miniature no. golf. <laughs> How come you don't play golf? Never took it up. No really? interest in it. Bradley wants to pick it up. I'm trying to get Geo to take Bradley golfing. He doesn't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. You said you did. Uh, he has to get someone else. To teach well, him Gio's got to well, teach about him. About teach him. You know That's different. Your father, you take him. Time. I out. don't want to take him. Wait, you asked me, you said tips from me, and I yeah. said, no, I can't. I'm not good enough to give tips. I, I'll play with him. Oh, yeah. I've okay. got no right. problem then playing with him. I misunderstood what you said. You asked me to teach him and give him tips. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> not good enough to do that, man. He's got to get real lessons. No, he's got to learn how to play. He right. wants to. He would love to but learn. But I never how to play. said I wouldn't play with him. I yeah, love to play I, with it's him. It's a nice thing for a dad and son to do, you know, after you go to Chili's or something. 
No, before. Oh, before Chili's. Yeah, yeah before Chili's. Get a couple beers. Right. Which is which yeah. is fun. Talk about the round of golf. I mean, that's what I'm you should be I'm just fine doing. taking them to an Islander game. Someone else can go take them golfing. Wow. Oh. But you haven't done it yet. See, I had a negative thought. I've on never it. been. I've never stepped foot on a golf course before. All right. I'm not um, surprised. Clearly we're gonna, not we, the person we, that's showing me. We were going to go. send you to the Masters with the new program director, too, and you have no idea what you're talking about. The worst assignment I ever had for working in sports radio was working at the other station, and they sent me to uh, Beth Page Black for four days to cover golf. Oh, and you had to walk that golf course? No, I was oh. in the media center in a little cubicle. Like, I didn't even get to go out and see any of it. And probably, like, like I'm always intrigued when I go to something that's different. You want to go out and see what's going on. Yeah. I couldn't go anywhere. You had to stand, do updates from inside the media center. I'm like, I could have done this from home. Yeah. I could have, like, literally sat in my living room with a phone and watched the golf on TV, <laughs> but I had to schlep and park and take shuttle buses from Jake's 58 to Beth Page Black. <laughs> have you been to Jake's 58? I have been to Jake's 58. You like it? It's okay. Have you stayed over at Jake's? Never stayed over. No, that's that's taken. That's gone there for like an hour. And that's taken Long Island to another level. <clears throat> if you've actually stayed a night at Jake's Fifty Eight, like yes. that is like you that, could do that, and you can get a double room like you normally do with your family. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice steak, nice meal. You know, <laughs> we'll make sure we consult you the next time we plan a vacation. Right. One of the uh, greatest moments and lowest moments of my life happened. Uh, at Jake's 58. Gina's water broke for Sabrina while I was at Jake's 58. Oh. <laughs> Swear to God. I mean, how embarrassing is that? <laughs> Gotta go, guys. Yeah. Gotta go. So, like, obviously, it's a. I felt like a loser because mm-hmm. here's my wife, you know, n- nine months pregnant and water is breaking and I'm sitting there playing electronic blackjack <laughs> in the Miller Lite. But also it was great because I got excited. Were you a cigarette? <laughs> no, I was not. No, that was the one thing. Right. That was the one thing I was not doing. Was your but, yeah. ass crack hanging out? <laughs> probably, probably yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but like, <laughs> it's so bad. Like of all the places. Well, where was, was your best? husband when your water broke? Like I think Jake's fifty-eight. And what was the best thing that ever happened? Said, Sabrina was born. Oh, Sabrina. It was oh, like it started the process of oh, Sabrina okay. being born. Okay. So it was like a low moment and a high moment. Yeah, I was afraid of being too far away when Cheryl was pregnant with Bradley. And Bradley was a little late. And I had to cover a jet game on a Sunday night against New Orleans when both teams were way out of the playoffs already. And I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm like, you know, you're a couple, it's a couple days late. I'm not going. Convinces me to go. Like, how far is it away to get from the Meadowlands back home? And I didn't want to go. And turns out he was a pain in the neck after he was born. He was a pain in the neck before he was born, too, because he still waited a few more days before he came out. <laughs> well, that's not nice. That's yeah, okay. Uh, so when is a decision going to be made on Bradley's future? Uh, it's forthcoming soon, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. He still has another visit or two to go on. And uh, there could be a mystery school involved. Mystery school? Yeah, there wow. could be a mystery school involved in the last minute. We'll see. Wow. Mm. So this is what I propose. Yeah. I know people have seen this with big high school recruits where they'll put uh, four or five hats in front of them and their parents are sitting next to them and then they put the hat on of the school that they're going to. What if, when he's Mm -hmm. ready to make his decision, we do that here, Mm -hmm. live on Boomer and Geo, WFAN, CBS Sports Radio, and he will be the first ever long snapper (laughs) in the history of high school and college sports to make his decision on where he's going on live TV. 
and see, I think that would be very intriguing, mm -hmm. but it's up to him how he wants to handle it. But he's okay. been talking about having a little, you know, get together at a restaurant with family and friends. To well, make you the celebrate decision. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could still do that at night, but yeah. it's up to, listen, it's just like anything else. Like, Cheryl and I are not going to tell him where we think he should go. Like, that's everything. Like, he's 18 years old now, man. He's going to make some, like, start making some decisions. Spread the wings, son. Spread the you wings. Know? But he's got some, he's got a, a tough decision. He's got three offers and there still could be more, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. But Boomer, you're okay with that if we offer that to Bradley, yeah, that opportunity to do that? He'd like to do that. Yeah. yeah, sure. And since you're in the middle of the update chair, you might want to talk about, uh, USA field hockey. Just one, two to one? Yes. And they, uh, assured themselves of an Olympic bid, I believe. Well, that's a huge moment in United States sports. Well, it is for field hockey, yeah. and I do believe that on Friday they'll be playing for the gold medal, I think. So that preempt the first two hours of the show again? I'm not sure how that works. I don't works. know exactly when that game is. We don't know yet. Yeah, we'll find out later in the day. But, I mean, I feel like I'm a part of this ride. I feel like I've won something. <laughs> now that I do. I feel great for these I know. girls. I know. <laughs> because they've look been on look CBS. Look how happy they are. Well, I would hope so. You know? Oh, it's awesome. It's pretty good. And they're in India. So, Bormer, you went through the, the recruiting process. So, if you if you have, no, if you I have didn't. a choice, you didn't go through the recruiting process? No, I didn't. I got one offer, and one, I took it. You took it. So, if you had a Division One offer. Yes. And maybe, or maybe not, a chance to play as a freshman, or you had a really, really good Division Three offer and a chance to play right away. And with the transfer portal, you could always transfer to a division sure. school. I, I would play. I would want to play. I think that yeah. Bradley wants to play. I don't think he wants to sit around and be a blocking or tackling dummy for some division one school that's not going to offer him an opportunity to play early. I mean, let's let's let, so maybe five years from now we're talking about him potentially making it in one of maybe the the spring league or maybe he makes it in the NFL. You never know. Your mouth to God's yeah. lips. But you you never know. You never know. <laughs> my thing, my thing. From your mouth to God's lips. Yeah. How about God's ears? Whatever. Okay. Um, but, thank you. I just got that. <laughs> Add it to the list. Right. Add it to the list. Put it on top. <laughs> Point being, I think sometimes. A new leaf on life. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, I Don't think. Don't get it to a spiff with me now. I, all right. I think sometimes yeah. parents and kids have yeah. these lofty goals, mm -hmm. and they get themselves in bad situations, yeah. and it doesn't work out. Well, 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 what I always say is that no matter where kids end up going to college, whether they play sports or they don't, that's going to be where they make the second part of their life. So I want he needs to be happy where he goes. Yes, all right, we have to take a the, break. That's the most important. Thing. All right, very good. Matt uh, Loughlin have to wait another hour. Too. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. God's lips. Is the, <laughs> it's the first time I've ever heard anybody say God's lips. No, your mouth to God's yeah. lips. <laughs> Oh, your mouth to God's <laughs> lips. No. Your mouth to God's yeah. lips. <laughs> we got a, a new leaf on life, too. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming to you live. for that advice, man. Oh, the that Bill comes out. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan. CBS Sports Network joining us in about three minutes from now. Congratulations to the USA women's hockey team going to the gold medal game that will be on tomorrow at some point. That's what we were preempted for, so it's at least good that we were watching them win. Uh, Bomani Jones, who was on ESPN for a while, I'm not sure exactly who he works for now, but he was on the Rich Eisen show, and he said that the reason why, one of the main reasons why, Cowboy fans don't like Mike McCarthy is because he's fat, and that is a problem for them, which I completely disagree with. 
Now, this is what happens. If a guy doesn't win and he's fat, people will immediately be mad and yell at the TV, this fat loser, I can't believe he's on the sideline. If you win and you're fat, like Andy Reid, it becomes the most endearing thing in the world. He's doing cheeseburger and chicken tender commercials with his players. Yes. So it has nothing to do with him being fat or not. So Bamani Jones is fat shaming Mike McCarthy? No, he's not. On? He's not. He, what he's saying is other people are fat oh, shaming him. Oh, I see. So him. Dallas Cowboy fans right. are fat shaming him. He said the uh, world's a little bit skeptical of our portly brothers. This is not a small part of the discussion. People don't treat them right. You know I'm not lying about this. The double extra large is not helping his case in terms of the skepticism people feel. About him. All right, so now Rob Sala looks like he's Adonis on the sideline. Exactly, and everybody's been crushing him the entire year. So it's that is just it's a bad take. It's not now. I will agree though that people will go to that when they're mad at the coach, right? But they'll go to whatever. So if Mike McDaniel, who their team collapsed in a big way at the end of the season, like. They're, the Dolphin fans are probably saying, you skinny loser with your stupid Givenchy sweatshirt and your, your dumbass Gucci shoes. Go F yourself. It's like whatever is right in their face that they want to tear somebody down, they're going to tear somebody down. So, yeah, Cowboy fans are probably like, this fat loser can't be our coach anymore. But they don't dislike him because he's fat. You know, he may he also may be looking at mentions, uh, you know, on X or on TikTok. Which or, is, yeah, exactly what he's saying, looking yeah. at. He's looking at all of that stuff. So that's the sewer pit of society. Yep. And that's where you can go and you can get a feel for what people think about a certain situation or person or team or owner. And uh, I'm sure that there are probably a lot of different takes on, uh, you know, like Jim Irsay. You know, and what he's sure. been dealing with lately. So, I mean, I mean, so Bamani's probably not wrong. Um, but, unfortunately, that's the world we live in right now. Yes, and uh, here is CBS Sports Network. Hello, everybody across the country and the world, wherever you may be. It's Boomer and Geo. Uh, thank you for being a, a great viewer of CBS Sports Network. I know you're just watching the post-game show. Uh, for women's field hockey that looked like there were three guys standing there looking like they were about to get shot. <laughs> it's like some sort of firing squad was going to come out. It was very bizarre, but uh, everybody lived. They were handing out, I think they were handing out Japan a gold medal or a bronze medal or something. No, because it was a bronze medal game, so I don't uh, know what it was. was so. Well, well whatever. But anyway. of the game, maybe? And by the way, so USA field hockey has to play the winner of Germany and India. See, I don't like that at all because this the tournament is in India, and yeah. you know you're going to get some home cooking there, without a doubt. I mean, that is that's a tough spot. There's I mean, going to I, I wouldn't trust any of the officials in that particular match. I mean, whoever that striker is or that forward is that takes these shots from the top of the circle. Yeah, and how about this one right there? That's like that's Artemi Panarin or or Mika Zibanejad, <laughs> a Mika one timer. I like it. Boom. Let's go to uh, Nick in Lindenhurst. What's going on, Nick? Good morning, gentlemen. I called in on Monday morning with like disgust of the Dallas Cowboys. Like to further that with Jerry Jones' decision to keep with Mike McCarthy. I know that McCarthy has a year left on his contract, but I mean this this, this overall disappointment just drives further with Jerry's decision to keep on, keep on, uh, keep it on, keeping on with with Mike McCarthy. I who do you want? Who do you want as your coach? I, I'm. I would have loved to have Bill Belichick. I mean, obviously that would have cost a hefty penny, but I mean that's nothing that Jerry Jones doesn't have in his pocket right now. Um, I know there's stirrings on Mike uh, that 
Tomlin might be available. Uh, well, he's not. He's going to go back to Pittsburgh oh, and so probably get a contract yeah, extension. Right, and uh, I think Mike McCarthy would get some sort of contract extension. But by the way, who do you want as your quarterback? Uh, yeah, but let's go back on that. Um, we discussed Kirk Cousins. I guess I guess we decide whatever Dak Prescott wants in his contract. We, we take a look at that. Um, as I said, maybe maybe somebody, maybe a player in the in the NFL draft come April, but uh, it's certainly not Kirk Cousins as we All right, so gonna, let me ask you one more question, and that Go is ahead. leading into the 2024 season, who is the favorite to win the NFC East? At that point, so we're, we're assuming... Well, right now, right now, I'm going to ask you, right now as we right sit now, here, we don't right know now. all the different things that are going on, but who do you think is favored to win the NFC East? Sure. I would go out and limit to the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't think that Sirianni and this dysfunction with the Philadelphia Eagles is going to continue. I think it's going to solve itself. I think they're going to find a play caller because that was a large problem. Offensive play calling. So so you think the Eagles are, are going to get their act together? Uh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys act is no longer together. It's it's basically ruined because of one game. <laughs> that sounds crazy to say, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been dysfunctional in the playoffs ever since. And by the way, Mike Tomlin's <clears throat> team is getting roasted in the playoffs. Yeah, they get killed. I mean, uh, Tomlin and McCarthy... The- both won Super Bowl. Both had uh, you know the last few years really bad playoff um, uh, experiences. I think the last three for McCarthy and the last three for Tom. Actually, Tomlin four. The only difference between the two is, and their regular season records are very similar. The only difference between the two is McCarthy got fired and took a few years off and came back. But if you look at their resumes, uh, very similar. This is one of those things where obviously sports talk black white, black white, black white. But both sides have points. Both sides have very, very valid points. Jerry Jones thought about both those sides, did a pros and cons, and came up with, I'm keeping Mike McCarthy. I just want to remind people that teams like the 49ers, Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Rams have all been stable franchises. They've all been winning franchises, and then they all haven't won Super Bowls. But, you know, when you take a look at the 49ers and you look at the Packers, I mean, they're successful franchises, are they not? Yeah, of course. When was the last time they won Super Bowls? It was 2010 for the Packers and the 49ers. It was, they went with Kaepernick, but they hadn't won since what? Steve Young in 1999. Yeah, yeah 20, 1994 against the Chargers. Right, so basically they, they got their coach that they love in Kyle Shanahan. He does a great job during the year. Everything looks great until somebody gets hurt, like what happened to his quarterback Brock Purdy last year. And Matt LaFleur has done a great job in Green Bay, especially transitioning into this year away from the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And now developing and has developed Jordan Love. And when you think back to when they drafted Jordan Love, remember they got roasted and all... Hi, Brewer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We uh, just joined up with CBS Sports Network about uh, 10 minutes ago because we had this USA women's field hockey game on, which we now have become uh, like big fans of the team and we're into it. I didn't know what was going on, but just watching it while we were doing the show, we now feel a part of this. So congratulations yes. to them. And they do qualify for the Paris Olympics coming up uh, in, uh, I guess, in August, right? That is right. And I was going to go to the call, uh, Myers in North Carolina. but uh, uh, go, go to Myers. She's well, probably... Yeah, she's, that's all right. right. Uh, Myers, what's going on? How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Great, Myers. How are you? I'm doing great. So excited that the U.S. Women's National Field Hockey Team just qualified for the Olympics in Paris this summer. Yeah, that is great. Were you watching on CBS Sports Network? Of course I was. Nice. Did you play field hockey? Do you have a daughter that plays field hockey? 
I play field hockey, and my roommate is on the team, Danielle Grega, number four. Oh, great. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, we got caught up in it because in our studio here, we have the monitor, so we can see what's on CBS Sports Network as we are preempted. And, you know, it sounds funny that we would be preempted by field hockey, but when you watch the game and you watch how hard the girls play, you know, you got to appreciate that. You got you to appreciate the way that the game looked. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. All right. Okay, Mars. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was okay, good. That was great. But her, <laughs> her, uh, her roommate on the team, number four, pretty good. Uh, so congratulations to them. They will be uh, in the Olympics. All right. I wanted to read you this. You remember Mark Chamora? Yes, the uh, tight end from the Green Bay Packers. That's right. So he's on the radio in Milwaukee now doing sports <clears throat> talk. And he threw this out there yesterday. He goes, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but a 15-yard penalty, and I don't condone this, but I kind of do in the playoffs, a 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Brock Purdy is not a bad thing as long as it is worth it. So essentially is what he's saying is if you get that 15-yard penalty on hitting Brock Purdy late or going helmet to helmet, you take the 15-yard penalty if you knock him out of the game like he was knocked out of the game for other reasons last year and that 49ers team fell completely apart in the NFC Championship Well, this game. year they got Sam Darnold. Uh, you know what you could also say, hey, Chase Young, take that 15 yards and knock the crap out of Jordan Love. You could do it the other way as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, I think that's always the in the back of the defenders' minds in the game. I, they don't certainly want to hurt somebody. You saw what happened with Sam, uh, not Sam Laporta, Higby, yeah. the tight end from the Rams. He got drilled around the legs, and it was Kirby who was the defensive back who did that. And, of course, Matthew Stafford was mic'd up for the game. And he was all over Kirby, that defensive back. And of course, Dan Campbell is going to come to the, uh, you know, to the uh, support of this player and said, you know, it was a legal hit. He kept his head up, you know, but the guys don't want to get hit down by the knees. They want to get hit in the chest area. They don't want to get hit in the head, but they certainly don't want to get hit in the knees because now Higby's probably going to be out for 10 games next year. Yeah, I know. And this is a fine line. I think that you have Chamora who is going back and forth on this. Like, I don't condone this, but I kind of do. I don't condone this. Where it's like, all right, you know how important it is for a franchise to win a playoff game, get to a championship game, get to a Super Bowl. It solidifies jobs. It gets contracts. As head coaches get more money, everybody is everybody's just you know basking in the glow when you win. And you know that if you knock a guy out, especially when you look at the numbers with the 49ers, and you say, man, they win when those three guys are healthy, Samuel McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. Their record without him is totally different. You knock one of them out, and you say, man, if I could just knock that guy out. How about knocking Jordan Love out? Well, yeah, same thing. Yeah. But but just, I'm just talking from a general standpoint now. But then again, as you have told me, you say, I thought this was a brotherhood, you know, when John Randall was going after your knees. Yeah. So this is why I think former players, and Mark Tremor is an offensive player, was an offensive player, but former players struggle with this because they know when you be on a, you're on a championship team, like that elevates your career. You make those big plays. You get these opportunities to play in playoff games. It changes everything. But you also wouldn't want that same thing happening to you. You know? Of course you wouldn't. And, you know, yes, it is controversial that he just said that because he is advocating somebody to take a penalty. To hurt would be worth somebody. It, to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that kind of m- mindset, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want me to say? It's idiotic. See, I don't. I get what he's saying, but it's also it's, like it's, it maybe it's, puts his own quarterback in peril. Right? It's 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 Neanderthal meatheadish. I agree with that. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, I don't think it's that 
far off from what some of these players think. I think they want to leave. A, I think they want to leave a mark. And as the great Al Davis once said, the, the other team's quarterback must go down, and must go down hard. That's right. And that was a, you know the seventies. He probably said that, yeah. which is uh, obviously different. Jack Tatum running around and all the craziness That's where that I happened. Got, I played the Raiders in L.A. and I got knocked out of the game. <clears throat> and uh, you know the Bengals didn't have the, the doctors on the on the on the trip, I don't think, because they didn't want to spend the money or something. I'm not really sure. So I go into the training room, and the L.A. Raiders doctor comes in and says, you're out of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I out of the game? Well, because you're spitting up blood. I said, so what? I goes, I don't don't feel any, like, internal problems. I can breathe. Everything's fine. Maybe it's just coming from a bruise or something. I don't know. He goes, well, you're not going back in the game. And this is where my backup at the time was a kid by the name of Eric Wilhelm out of Oregon State. And he was a lefty and a blonde-headed kid like me. But he was young. He was a rookie. And he got under center. And the great Howie Long, as his kid started to call the signals, stood up right in the middle of the play and said, who the hell's paper boy is playing quarterback? <laughs> and poor Eric Wilhelm had to deal with that nonsense from those Raiders. Oh, I'm sure. And that was not like, I mean, every any team he'd be playing, I'm sure they'd be all over his ass, you know? Yeah, but that was the point. So they, you want you want to cut the head of the snake off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what you want to do, and that's what Chamora is talking about. Now, I mean, but was like, Chamora the one with Brett Favre? Uh, who was the one, like, was in the hot tubs and all that stuff? When they were like a Green Bay Packer tight end that was, <clears throat> I don't think it was him. I'm not, maybe it was him. I'm not sure. Uh, Mark Chamora. All right. Do you know if there's a controversy with Mark Chamorro or not? Yes, I yes. You do know. Yeah. Is it is it is it right? Yeah, there was uh, him and his babysitter at the time back when he was still playing, I think. Yes. Yeah. So that came up right away in Google and I Yeah. So it was Mark Chamorro Brock Purdy, Mark Mark Chamorro babysitter was the next thing that came up in Google. Okay. So is that what you were thinking of? I think that's what I was Yeah, thinking it of, involved yeah. his babysitter in a hot tub. Like back in uh, two thousand. No, it had to be because I remember I was in Tampa at the time, so it had to be like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, it looks like it's two thousand and one. Really? That he was acquitted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was acquitted in two thousand and one. So. And then his career ended there, right? Didn't it? Yes. Yeah. So they now he's doing sports talk out there. I wonder if when people get mad at him, do they bring that up? Where's the babysitter? I'm sure huh? they do. I'm sure uh, they do. Uh, let's go to Tim in Westchester. What's going on, Tim? Hey, fellas. Um, so just based off your comment, I remember when, you know, in the season, the Giants were playing well. Tommy DeVito is on a roll. Everybody thought they were, at least from around here, were going to go down to New Orleans and, you know, play a pretty good game. The Saints have that reputation from, you know, way back of being rough with, you know, on the defensive end. I think that, you know, if they were smart, they were probably coming out saying, hey, you know, Tommy DeVito with the whole Italiano, you know, Paisan thing, you know, let's go, you know, let's go knock him on his ass. And, and sure enough, he goes out for that one little um, that scramble and got lit up, right? He, you know, he hit his head off the ground, had to go out of the game for a little while. So, you know, I think, I think it's definitely, um, you know, if, if you're on defense and you know that one player has such an impact, you're, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tough sport. You got to go go hit them hard. But I, you know, obviously, don't advocate for advocate for someone you know get a concussion or tear an ACL. But if 
you know, that's I think it's got to be part of the game plan. Go, you know, go really hit him hard. Well, right? especially you know, when he becomes a runner, go right, Tim? Right. I mean, when, yeah. when a, the quarterback decides to run and becomes a runner and he's it's fair game. Yeah, I mean, that's a different story. As the great coach Cower always says, you have to impose your will, yeah, and yeah. that's what he's talking about. Like you got to hit them hard. You got to run hard. You got to run. You know the whole north and north and south thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that kind of thing. You know when they're doing the games, he runs north and south. You know, okay. Actually, they they do run north and south. You know why, don't you? Because the sun or something. Because the fields are not east and west. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the point being is running straight downhill, plant your foot and go. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, it just came out of me. I know. I know, man. It was great. You're all fired up, man. It's divisional weekend. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jeff's out in California is now on the fan. What's going on, Jeff? How you doing? Good. What's Uh, up, man? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I was. I've always been wondering, or always wondered, why uh, defenses do not tackle Lamar Jackson when he uh, hands the ball off and runs down the line a little bit, like he's got the ball. Why don't they? Try and tackle him. Um, when he has the ball or when he doesn't have the it's ball? A, it's a run-pass option he's talking about. Yeah, I know, but he's saying, was it with the fake or when he actually keeps the ball? With the fake. Okay. Yeah, with the with the fake. And you Without can go and hit ball. him at that point. Yeah, in other words, he doesn't have the ball and you're not sure whether or not he has the and ball. And just drill him at that point? You should drill him up. I were defensive. Uh, I would. I would do the same thing. Like, by the way, both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen got away with something in both of these games. Against the Miami Dolphins, Patrick Mahomes, Holmes, this is where he breaks his helmet at the end of the run. But before that, there's like three guys that don't tackle him because they think he's going to slide. And that's the same thing that Josh Allen did to the Pittsburgh Steelers with that long touchdown run. And remember Kenny Pickett last year? Yes. Where he did the fake slide and then kept running? And they had, they changed the rule, right? That they made some sort of... In college, yeah. In college. It they, was when he was at, at Pitt. Oh, okay. So that wasn't when he was a steal. So, but I would just say, you're taking, you're taking your life in your own hands. But the problem is then Josh Allen slides and uh, Miles Jack has already committed to tackling him. Yep. And then they get a flag on him. You know, so maybe that's what Mark Tamora is talking about. Yeah. I mean, there, there are real opportunities, legal opportunities in games to take shots at these quarterbacks. Well, especially with Josh and Patrick and Lamar. Yeah. Definitely. I, you know, CJ doesn't run much, but he does, you know, he's not, I don't think that they're not calling run pass options for him. And Brock Purdy's got to be the hardest guy to get a big hit on because he doesn't run a lot. He gets the ball out so quick. Yep. And he's just, his target is small. He's a loose, he's slippery. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. he's got to be the toughest guy to really level. Yo, who was the defensive back for the Steelers? I think it was Joey Porter Jr. In this past game, that got hit from behind by an offensive lineman of the Bills. Like he was trying to make a tackle. Yeah. And he spun around, and his back was to the offensive lineman that just came flying in mm. and drilled him from behind as he was making a tackle, and there was no penalty called. Right. You know, that, that's one of those plays that I'm sure that they're going to be looking at in the offseason saying, this has got to be a penalty. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this frigid Thursday. Peter Schwartz is in. Jerry Recco sick. He doesn't have the neurovirus. If you were listening yesterday, we thought it was 100%. The neurovirus, not the neurovirus. Jerry Recco has not thrown up, but we still don't know what's wrong with him. 
Uh, but we have dodged so far that <laughs> neurovirus. Uh, you know Boomer gets it every single year, so we're just waiting and waiting and waiting for when that's going to happen. Uh, hopefully it happens after the Super Bowl. Well, definitely after next Thursday night. Well, yes, because we've got a special event at Teller's. That's right. You know Teller's, right? I've heard of it, yep. Teller's Chop House in Iceland. It's going to be uh, me, Bill Cower, and Boomer doing a chalk talk. And you can go to tellerschophouse.com. It's right up on the top. There's like a Boomer Esiason Foundation tab that is up there. And uh, this is to benefit the foundation. You can click on that and get your tickets there. So check it out. It'll be a week from tonight. About Coach Cower in Islip, New York. I know. That Think is, about that for a second. Has that, he ever been out that far east? Uh, yeah, he's been out east. Oh, yeah. east. I mean, not oh, you know, I mean, Hamptons. 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 Oh, he has yeah, not stopped in yeah. between. Yes. I don't think he stopped in between, no. <laughs> no, he's not bopping around, Islip, East, Will he Islip. stop to see you when you at your your plaque or whatever after you get inducted into the Suffolk Sports Hall of Fame <laughs> at MacArthur Airport? I don't think uh, Coach Cowher's going to be leaving from MacArthur at any point. No. no. I'll send him a picture, though. I'll text him a picture of it. I'll tell you what, he was funny last night. We did one of these chalk talks last night. Chalk. Chucky McChuck face. Right. <laughs> and uh, he was hilarious. You know, they asked him, okay, who, you, who, you know, who do you think is going to make the Super Bowl? And he wouldn't answer. Uh, you know, there's going to be a team from the NFC. There's a team from the NFC. You know, it's going to be a good team. Uh, was he putting a couple back last night? Is I he had allowed? a few. He had a few, yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to do that at this at this? 100%, event? man. Unfettered. People get to ask questions, whatever they want. Okay. It's going to be great. It's be very nice small. It's going to be very small and intimate, though. Nice. It's, not, who, it's not a big uh, deal. Who do I invoice for this thing? Uh, you would invoice uh, <laughs> Odyssey. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Uh, all right, so we uh, we got Peter Schwartz here. Yeah, I have a favorite Ask a Boomer before oh we get started. Oh, my God. Jesus, so, man. Uh, Jeff Knight is the assistant boys basketball coach at MacArthur High School. And uh, Bradley doesn't play basketball, but he does the public address announcing for the home basketball games. So, wow, he's just obviously, the, the, old block. the connection there <laughs> is that Coach, uh, Coach's uh, brother, Ryan, is a huge fan of oh, you okay. and the show. He's a truck driver. Oh, nice. And he had a Boomer in jersey. And oh, he okay. asked if you would be nice enough to sign the jersey for does him. Does he want me to make it out to him personally? Or I does he want me to just sign it? I didn't get those specific instructions. I'm just going to sign just it. Just sign it. Just, just sign know, it. Because Ryan might want to sell it. You know? Right, yeah, exactly. So, That's yeah, the whole I had point. a note, and it did not have any explicit. Mitchell and Ness, baby. Oh, that's, nice a, that's a good jersey. That's a real jersey. What does that say yeah. 1989 on that? Is that I what think, it says on the I bottom? Think that's what it says. 1989. Yeah. All right, so yeah. I'll sign it for you. That's very anything nice. Anything else right. you need? You no, that's it. No, we're good. No, I think we're good. I was just, you know, I, I promised the next time I was in, I was going to get the jersey signed, and there we go. This is the first time I've ever seen you ask Boomer for something that you didn't get personally. This is actually for a friend. This is so for a colleague, yeah. yeah for friend a friend of a colleague. Does that look good? Yeah, that looks really nice. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Do your job. Thank you. Let's do that. I mean, just be like Bill Belichick and do your job. I'll just be like Billy Giacalone and come in and do the update yesterday. That, that <laughs> is correct. All right, hey, we went deep into the bullpen, this. baby. Brought out the guys to eat some innings. Needed arms. Chopping wood. This, uh, this report brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone, Mike McCarthy staying in Dallas, his fifth season with the Cowboys, uh, does not get fired after that playoff loss to the Packers. One and three, though, in the three What's going on with years. Philly? Any update on Philly? Nothing on Philly. I think, I think they're keeping him because they're they're reaching out to coaches. I was I had that in the update. Well, look at this. You see, how about that? <laughs> All right. 
But I'm said not there was no to... update with Philly. You said no update with Philly, and well, then you had an update. I was going to get to it after we hear from Fletcher Cox, because we don't know yet if the Eagles are sticking with Nick Sirianni. Fletcher Cox wants no part of any Sirianni must go talk. We'll get to talk about it, man. Because, man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. You know, do we have some bumps this year? Yeah, but every team, every organization, everybody everybody goes through it. But we don't look at firing a man who, you know, obviously has won 10-plus games two years in a row that's took his organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. Thank yeah. you, Fletcher Cox. There you go. Now, Uh-oh. What? What? Huh? What? What? Oh. Breaking news. We've got our national anthem singer. Reba McIntyre. Whoa. We'll be doing the national. And wow. Eddie did what Mirage does to me in the afternoon when I'm listening. I hear the <laughs> glass break and I think something cool's happened. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I thought I thought there was going to be Bill Belichick with the Falcons. That's what I thought. Reba McIntyre. I mean, she's had a great career and everything, but that's not exciting at all for Vegas. Doesn't she have a Vegas tie-in or something? It could have gotten Wayne Newton. <laughs> I believe he's passed. He's Wayne dead. Newton passed away? Are you sure about that? What about Tom Jones? Did Tom Jones Tom die? Jones, he's alive. You sure about that? Oh, Wayne Newton's alive. He's 81. <laughs> I mean, God. I, Tom I, God. I was going to be like, going, stupid again there. We're going to go dead, not dead? Is that what we're going to do now? Oh, Tom Jones also alive. alive. Yes. Yeah. Still performing, I believe. Man, should have gotten one of those guys, right? That's one Vegas. Well, like, you know, Britney Spears does the residency in Vegas. Have you seen? Have you, no, I don't think she no, does no, that anymore. No, 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 no. She is awful. Celine Dion? She's no, having no, her no, issues, she too. Yeah. Man, issues you, are, you are not really... Uh, you knew Wayne Newton was alive, but yeah. there's other pop why, stuff why you're not, not on. Taylor Swift is going to be there. Why not Taylor Swift? Mm. Okay, she could be sing. there. That's is there enough what? money to get her to do that? She doesn't have to get any money. She should just do it as a uh, an ode to the NFL fans and the Kansas City Chief fans and her love for Travis. But they've been trying to get her to do halftime for a, a long time. Yeah. And she says no. Should have oh. been Ariana Grande singing the national anthem. She's got a great voice. and she Dua also, Lipa. Yeah, I don't... Uh, no, I don't want her doing it. You can only screw up the national anthem. That's what I think. You know what? Someone told me that. Uh, uh, Jordan Davis said, I don't like doing national anthems because if you do it well, nobody remembers it. How about last year's national anthem? I don't remember it. Chris Stapleton. You do remember Oh, it. that's right. Yeah, well, it he's was great. awesome. Yeah, he's great. And, but that's like uh, the best boy, voice your there Your boy is. Nick Sariani was crying during it. I do remember that. And you'd be crying during it as well. Yeah, I'm not knocking like him. I don't know why. I'm not knocking I remember being at a Super Bowl where um, Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton did the national anthem? They got and divorced. Then they probably got divorced. Yeah, right after that. Yeah, yeah. Reba McIntyre. Hmm. By the way, who was the uh, ESPN former ESPN announcer that fell out of his RV on the highway yesterday? Yeah, I never heard of that guy. Fell out of his RV? I did not. Yeah, see his this. wife fell asleep at the uh, the wheel as he was getting up to go to the bathroom in the back of the RV. Likely story. <laughs> and then uh, realized that the car was swerving. Now, nobody got hurt, thank God. I think he's hurt. I think he's okay. Yeah, much to the wife's chagrin. That's what you got to wonder. Like, did the yeah. wife, I don't know, kick him out or something? I mean, I don't know how he fell out of the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> America the Beautiful is going to be performed by Post, Post Malone. Malone. <laughs> Come on. This is the most bizarre. What? You could have given me 10,000 guesses. I would have never came up with Reba McIntyre and Post Malone. <laughs> I mean, well, Post Malone to reach out doing to a Mary Shell shock, guy, this. 
Wow. I hope they love America. I'm, I'm sure you they know, do if they're singing this. You would think so. Oh, they're trying to reach yeah. out a, to a broad-based audience. Yeah, so the, this guy, it says a former ESPN sportscaster. I'd never heard of this guy. I know Eddie watches ESPN all the time. What's his name? Cordell Patrick. I never heard of him. Yeah, never me neither. Okay. He probably did like one sports center in Kind of like Billy Jack alone? Yeah. I don't know, man. This, this, this smells fishy to me, this whole situation. Yeah. He said he was going up because they were driving in an RV. He was getting up to go to the bathroom, I guess, in the back, of course, in the back of the RV. And then the wife fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, and then she came out of the vehicle with a football helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> so there is a report, a new report. That Sirianni and GM Howie Roseman will work together to reach out to available NFL coaches well, there you go. and he ain't coordinators. Going anywhere then, so he's probably to find around. his replacement. That's weird. The uh, <laughs> the Patriots formally introduced new head coach Gerard Mayo. He said he is not Bill Belichick. As we evaluate the players, the scheme, and things like that, I think you have to evaluate the culture and evaluate how the pieces fit. I will say this: like my my philosophy, I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I just don't. I want people who are going to be honest and open and then hopefully come together and make a sound decision. See, I cut and paste the wrong slug there. I meant to say he talked about the culture he wanted to develop. I wasn't listening yeah. anyway, so I know. You, ne you never do unless I'm making a mistake or some <laughs> kind of stupid <laughs> remark. Uh, the Chiefs visit the... Your mouth to God's yeah. lips. That's it. There you go. Like, okay. Possible moment of the day there. You never know. Yeah. The Chiefs well, visit... You never know. Be <laughs> you always make you moment of the day. Yes. Unbelievable. The people have been asking for it. <laughs> people. This is where we go. People have been asking for it. You are just so real light, so warped by that X yes. and the responses to it. God. One person asking for something and you just jump through hoops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to stop deleting tweets. I'm just going to Block people that make a stupid remark. Just back. mute them. Don't block them. Yeah, just mean, mute them. I mean, or I know you were angry that I deleted it. the uh, the sandwich tweet from. Yeah, the, you know, it was ridiculous that you deleted that. I mean, so what, man? You know, just put it out there. That's what. Then, then they win. Yeah. Peter, then they win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like these sessions with you because you kind of like show the light. But yeah, I mean, but sometimes. here's the thing: yeah, like, you should be showing me the light. You're, you're like what, 10, 15 years older than me, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I you think, should be showing me the light. I think these updates turn into therapy sessions for you. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel that? Yeah, but I mean, I feel, you know, Peter... Can I, I make hate, an appointment for tomorrow? <laughs> you know how I always talk about how Peter is just... He's got this happy attitude about life and simple and he enjoys mm -hmm. it. And I'm, I'm jealous of the fact that his brain works in that way. So what annoys me is the fact that... Somebody could say something on on social media that knocks him out of that mentality. Like that's that sucks, man. Like you yeah. are who you are. You put your stuff out there. This is the way you lived your life. You were a very happy guy with a great family and everything else. And then you're going to sit there and spend any point of your day worrying about what somebody said about the, well, the sandwich likes to be you got insulted. It. You know, I don't mind if somebody disagrees with something that I say or do. I just no need to be insulted. You by know, it. it's online bullying, Peter. And yeah. You can't let it get to you. But Peter, yeah. you're playing in the arena now, you right? You're yeah. here. There's you're someone who's in the arena. Mm -hmm. you, when you're on this show, you get more attention. It comes with it, you know. Yeah, it just it it stinks sometimes because ninety nine percent of the reaction is positive. Like you know, if I'm at an Islanders game, we're walking through the concourse, people, people recognize me they and they say Peter hello. Schwartz. But you got the occasional jackass on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, and it's called X. I, I understand, but I 
still call it Twitter. All right, but so, don't worry about that, jackass. Yeah, right. I know. That's what we're saying, man. Why waste your time? Who doesn't? What do you care? You're Peter Schwartz. Yeah, well. You're a star. Uh, Ryan is in Massapequa. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, Gio Booms. What's up, boys? What's up? Hey, Booms. I didn't get the jersey yet, but I just wanted to call <clears throat> in. Uh, thank you for getting uh, signing that jersey for me, buddy. Is this really Ryan? This is Ryan. Oh, yeah, it is Ryan. Yeah. You're welcome, yeah. Ryan. Thank you very much for... Uh, yeah, we got... We got a kiss ass spot here. To <laughs> Definitely a kiss ass yeah, spot. Definitely. And, uh, so you're a truck driver, Ryan? Yeah, I opened my own trucking company. I travel all over, like Chicago area. I listen to you guys every day. It makes me feel like I'm at home, so it's great. That's Thank awesome. You guys. awesome. Love, love to hear that yes. and uh, enjoy the jersey. Anything else we can do for you while you're on the line? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll ask Peter Schwartz. He seems to have a lot of pull. But, uh, yeah. I, okay. just, I also want to ask one other question. What is in it for Peter Schwartz? Uh, a handshake and a thank you. All right. Wow. Okay. That's fine. That's good. Oh, this I thought Peter, maybe you're maturing. For, I thought yeah. maybe a dinner for four at Chili's or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll Ryan. Good stuff, some, man. I'll take him out for some veal cutlet. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ryan, Fake thanks chicken. for calling, yes. man. Uh, be safe out there driving. Yeah. We appreciate you listening every day. Uh, so you now know what veal is. Yes, we've we've established. Yeah, we've that. established that. And you know, right as that was happening, so I'm very good friends with one of the uh, the big wigs at UBS that handles the the concessions and the food and the beverage. Big and he texted me right off, off the bat. Next time they ask you a food question, just text me and I'll give you the answer to it. <laughs> so Anthony Kleiman from UBS Arena, I will oh. be. You're now my lifeline. There you go. Churro yes. stick, like a long churro stick. Yeah. yeah. There's some free food coming your way again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have texted any adult and they would have known the answers to those food questions, Peter. Yeah. You're the only one who didn't know what veal was. You could have texted Bradley. He would have told you. Yeah. He's probably as dumb as I am. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God, Peter. Been killing poor Bradley all morning. Yes. Uh, Zach is in Connecticut. What's going on, Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Thanks, Thanks Zach. What's going on? So I just wanted to talk to Peter. So he ended up blocking me on X. And the reason why is because he posted a video of his family getting a new car. And I responded saying, Boomer paid for my whole car, just like, you know, as a joke. And yeah. he didn't respond. And then later on, I was listening to your guys' show, and you were talking about a Peter tweet. I'm looking for him. I can't find him. I'm like, what the heck? So I go on another account, and I'm blocked. <laughs> wow, Peter. Um, Peter. I may have done that accidentally. If it was not in, if it was not insulting, then I, I that was a mistake on my part. Well, well, here's the thing: like, it was sarcastic and meant to be a joke. But if, if it's over text and you can't read it, I could see why you would see it was insulting. But wow, see, Peter, all right. see, well, this, this all right. is the real guy right yes. here. So if you, you wanna... thought was insulting, you here he is. Yeah, a big listener show you likes you, wants yeah. to see the Peter Schwartz tweet, and okay. you're and you're in your own head blocking these guys. This is it's warped. It's all warped. So I tell you what, why don't you give give Al your your uh, ex Twitter handle, and I'll go unblock you after the update. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. Have a good day, guys. There, there you go. go. All right, great. See, that's nice. I feel good about that. See, I feel better now. Yeah. I feel bad that I blocked him, but I, I, you know, if I was sifting through everything and something came up insulting or you know antagonistic, <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking any of the blame on this. <laughs> <laughs> you are just it's amazing yes it really is amazing i just uh, one day i just want to maybe, maybe we went to one hour once the new program director has <laughs> been hired right from 24 hey uh did nicks win last night nicks won nets lose devils lose all right all right very there good peter thank you
Uh, we will see you next hour. Yes. With a moment very self-serving moment of the day. <laughs> it's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Yeah, I got to tell you, we got some nice guests here today. And uh, I offered them, you know, would they like some coffee? Yeah. Uh, we got Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I was going to go back in the back. They, were, they said, no, they had their coffee with them already. So I went back there. Mm-hmm. And you know how you walk back that hallway, and that's where the bathrooms are? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the men's bathroom door is open, like to the whatever. Yeah. And there is a foul odor yeah. that is emanating from the men's bathroom. Yeah, tough spot. And as I was walking, there's two people that it could be. You narrowed it down to two employees? Yes. And I think you confirmed one of those employees for me. Okay. <laughs> one is it's either brandon brandon tierney or the short little engineer guy yeah definitely not him it's brandon brandon loves duping at work and he's proud of it and he makes he's been known to make noises back there like of like peacocking if you will you know like he's proud. it is go time yeah, right he'd be like ah yeah <laughs> let's go damn uh-huh 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 that's how my bowels work. Yeah. Yeah. It does stuff like that. So he gets real, gets real filled with testosterone. He does in everything that he does. But I've heard that. I have not experienced that myself, but I've been told that. Then when he's he's in there duping, he's real proud of it. He I mean, loves but it. it was a it was a it was a strong kind of lingering odor. It's kind of like that fog during that field hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> it is go time. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I'd be willing to put my money on on BT. I think we got to address that with them. <laughs> okay, maybe in the break we'll go find him. And okay, see what's up. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, we're getting more snow tomorrow. Okay, at about one to three inches. And I was talking to Sabrina yesterday. My five year old, she's five years old, and she goes, "Is the snow going to melt?" And I said, "Hopefully." And she goes, why? I said, well, snow is fun for kids. I said, snow is not as fun for daddy. She goes, well, why is that? I said, well, daddy has to go and shovel the snow and clean it up. Daddy has to drive to work in the snow. And she goes, clean it up, shovel. She goes, do girls do that? (laughs) And I said, I said, yes, sometimes they do. But in in this household, that's, that's, that's my job. And she goes... Well, I'm going to make Nico do that. And I said, who? Who's Nico? Her boyfriend, apparently, <laughs> in her kindergarten class. Here we go. Okay. So she tells me she's making Nico shovel the snow when they're married and homeowners at five goddamn years old. This is what she's telling me. She learned from mom. Yeah. yeah. You better be putting some money away, Biggs. Oh, my God. Where's that wedding going to be? Bellport Country Club or <laughs> Sable the, Country Club? The Portly Village. <laughs> yeah, it'd be perfect. It'll be on the, the uh, yeah, right at the West Sayville Country Course. Yes. They'll get married outside <laughs> on the ninth tee. Okay. And then we'll walk across the street. <laughs> Maybe get some snacks at the Valero and then over to the Portly Villager for the uh, ceremony. In the, uh, but I, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And then, so I was like, well, what else are you going to make Nico do? She goes, I'll take out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> She's learning. 
She's watching and learning, and she's taking all of this stuff in, and she's regurgitating it to you. Yeah, I know. So I was like, you know what, Sabrina, we got to get some chores going now, like some serious chores. Exactly. I said, you know, and then you can you can earn some some money, and you can do that. But like, I didn't think I felt like it was a little bit young for her to like have like a list of things to do. Like I always say, clean up after you mess, stuff like that. But like, I'm thinking now after she's going, I'm making Nico shovel the snow and take the garbage out. That we gotta we gotta stop this now. Mm. We gotta stop this thing from rolling down the hill because this could be an avalanche at some point. I, I, well, no, that poor Nico. Uh, poor Nico has no yes. idea what the hell he's getting into. Yes, I mean, like, I'm sure Nico's a nice, a nice young man. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's great. Yeah, you know, but Nico. <laughs> I mean, this is it's just I, I I can't even imagine. Like I know you talk about you know when Sydney brought Matt home and the Ranger thing and everything else, and it's but like I like I can't even fathom that part of their lives right now i'm like deathly afraid of all of that like like uh, my daughter's dating some loser showing up at the door like a you know like looking like a goth or something like yes a, like i have these horrible now i'm hopefully you you raise them to the point where they make good decisions they make good decisions yes. but that's the whole you know but i just you guys are involved in their lives every step in the way. She'll make a good decision. You'll like who she brings home. That's no matter who it is, it'll be fine. Yeah, but just I, you know, this is this is the great time. This is she still thinks daddy's a hero right now. Yeah, right. And, and then she a, gets like thirteen, fourteen. And daddy's the a hole. Oh God, yeah. well, mommy, the mommy's the biggest a hole problem. And then and then, and then you really okay. Uh, that'll be nice. That's when they become aliens. Yeah. <laughs> And the world revolves around everything that they do. Yeah. Just get ready for it. That's all. Should I go have a talk with this Nico? Should I go find him? Nah, not him yet. Nah, he seems like a good kid. You don't want to. He's five, up. you know. What are you going to say to him? Listen, don't do whatever she says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, listen, we got we to team up together. You got to take charge Marge on your hand there. Yeah. I want to say, like, listen, Nico, we got to team up together here. She's got to learn how to do some stuff on her own. So if she's bossing you around and telling you to go get her crayons and stuff or whatever the hell you guys do. You tell her you got a tea time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing you can tell. I got golf, I got golf lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the simulator. Right, exactly. Yeah, me and uh, that would that would blow Sabrina's mind. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go take Nico over to the golf simulator today. We're going to hit some balls. <laughs> Make sure I get in there. I mean, like they have, they've got crushes at five years old. I don't remember having a crush in kindergarten. I did in kindergarten. Yep. I mean, maybe I remember like second grade. Maybe remember my sister Robin buying me uh, a necklace from Janelle's Five and Ten on Main Street in East Islip, and I brought it in for Valentine's Day in kindergarten. I think it was kindergarten. Oh yeah. my god! It was for Cindy. For Cindy. Cindy. Oh, well, that's I nice. still remember her last name. I don't want to throw it out there, though, but I still remember. <laughs> you remember your kindergarten crush's name? Yes. That is incredible. She must have had a major impact on you. Uh, I, I, I guess so. I'm not sure. It was probably your first real crush, so maybe that's what it was. Think of me as Nico. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, listen, if Nico I mean, turns out like you, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm saying Nico has this very adorable young girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, what what are you supposed to do? Uh, quickly, Mac in Livingston. What's going on, Mac? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? Hey, I just want to let you know that after five or six, they start to think boys are totally disgusting and icky. Good. So, 
you don't have to worry about anything there. But like Boomer said, once they get to 13 or 14, uh, things change. Mine just turned 13 and yeah. thinks I'm the dumbest, dumbest person in the world. I can't do anything right. I'm an idiot. All I am is a driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? I've heard so many of these, Mac. And thanks. And the only problem is it's not them individually. It's them collectively. So now they're at the age of 13, and now they're all hanging out together. Right. And they just they just keep feeding each other all the different drama. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And they, they're in a, in a pack. They have their friends. And one of their friends is having a tough time over something. And then they all get involved in that. And then some friend says, you know, what about this on the internet? Did you see that? Then they all go and see that. Right. Oh, by the way, have you had a vodka yet? You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like how it goes. It's hit or miss. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. And I I moved into uh, Sable, and a lot of the guys in my neighborhood, you know, are just a few years older than me, and they've got daughters that are around that age. And every one of them says the same exact thing that you told me about Sydney. Same exact thing. And one guy said to me, it broke my heart. It was like, oh, man, you know, my daughter used to be my best friend, and now she doesn't even look at me. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Say, my, my daughter still is one of my best friends because she's the one that says, Dad, you need to go on a bone broth diet. Yeah. Like she sends me diet and stuff and stuff right, for my yeah, skin. Right, yeah, your IV and all that. And all that stuff no. for my skin and everything. She's worried about how I'm looking, I guess. Tim in Queens. What's going on, Tim? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Uh, Gio, you should take you should take Nico out to that simulator to get to know him because I wound up marrying my kindergarten crush. Get out of here! Are you serious? Yeah. Did, yeah. did you like? Did you end up dating all the way from like five years old to, to whenever you got married? We we dated in third grade finally, and then she dumped me for the new kid from Texas that moved to town. And then we wound up. She moved to Connecticut in fifth grade. And then we reconnected after we all graduated from college. Wow. Wow. Well, that was wow. meant to be, man. been married, I don't know, 12 years now? That's a that's a soulmate. Do you hate her yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think you might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, that's a great story, man. Yes. That is awesome. I mean, that is, uh, that, that's meant to be. That's a soulmate spot right there. You know what I'm saying? I think so, yeah. Uh, anyway, so some of these things turn out good. And Nico, I'm sure, is fine. I mean, you can't be that bad as a five-year-old, could you? I mean, I mean, you know, no. It sounds like that uh, Sabrina's handling things perfectly. She's kind of directing him in which way to go. And like a nice young man, he's being very compliant. I'm going to make Nico shovel the snow and take out the garbage. God, it's incredible. She wants to buy a house. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We started the show talking about the Mike McCarthy news from last night as he is remaining the Dallas Cowboys head coach. So now the next one is Nick Sirianni. Sounds like he is going to stay as well. So both those NFC East coaches will remain. We think we'll find out if something changed with Sirianni. So that means that Bill Belichick is not going to be in the NFC East. So that limits the options for him. And you thought Cowboys might be a ready-made spot for him. We talked about the Bears or that job ever open being a ready-made spot for him. And neither one of those jobs are open. So now you got to think about the other ones that potentially are desirable for someone like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. And that is the L.A. Chargers and apparently the Atlanta Falcons. Because both those guys interviewed very quickly. Now, I have not seen Harbaugh or Bill Belichick attached to Seattle. 
I've not seen that. Maybe I that. see that. I don't see that. I, I, I see Dan Quinn there maybe because he obviously was there. Um, I don't think the, 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 the Cowboys' defensive performance hurt him from potentially getting a head job. Everybody respects Dan Quinn in the NFL. What happened to them, as I told you, they lost their, basically lost their, their linebacking core with the exception of Micah Parsons, who they had to move around and try to get him involved. And uh, they ended up playing with six defensive backs on the field. And Aaron Jones just ran the ball down their throat. And then, of course, Dak threw the pick six. Yeah. I, I wonder how badly Bill Belichick wants to coach this year. Like, will he take a job that he only, like, 80% likes as opposed to 100% likes because he has to get back into it right away? Or does he look at the situations and say, you know, I uh, uh, I don't know about these jobs. I'm going to wait a year and see what opens up next year and then jump back into it because a break might be a good thing for me anyway. You know, what I wonder about, and I'd like to really know, is it what his contract agreement with the Patriots was when they finally split. I did. Did Bob Kraft say, look, you know, I'll pay you half of what I owe you and you can go free. Uh, but if you want to go free, I'm not going to pay you. I'm going to try to trade you. But I, I think that I, because Gerard Mayo had that clause in his contract that he was the heir apparent, I think that that decision, like I thought, was made after that game in London. Mm-hmm. And um, I would think that Bob Kraft would end up just paying him off and letting him go free. Because that would be the right thing to do. That would be the mensch thing to do. Mm-hmm. And nine Super Bowls, Patriot Place, Gillette Stadium, all of that comes because of winning. You know, why do you think the Buffalo Bills happen to be getting a new stadium right now when Josh Allen is their quarterback? Well, yeah. I mean, things are going well for the Bills, but that, that but that's governor the and her, all her agendas and all that crap. Is yeah, but I'm just saying, but she's also from up there. Yeah. And this is the time that you do it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Governor Cuomo did the uh, did the Islanders UBS Arena a deal. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are a professional sports team owner in the state of New York <clears throat> and you want New York State money to fund your, your deal, you got it. You, but winning helps or s- suggesting that you're going to leave. Sure. I think the Islanders were close to leaving a couple times. And, you know, they had to go play in Brooklyn. What a nightmare that was. And then they finally got their own beautiful building, which was long in coming. I just I wish it would have happened 20 years ago for them. Yeah, I just I still cannot picture Bill Belichick as an Atlanta Falcon head coach. It's very, very hard for me to, to, to see that. I think Harbaugh in L.A. is a better fit than Bill in L.A. But where else would Bill Belichick go? Where where is the other job that Bill Belichick takes in this hiring cycle? Doesn't sound like he's going to Washington. Doesn't sound like he'd go to Carolina or the Raiders or the Raiders. I don't see that. I don't see him going to. I mean, like the Raiders just got fired. Josh McDaniels. They're not going back down that road. I know. Man. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is <clears throat> so now. I mean, I really thought that Bill would end up. So we talked about the Commanders for a while, but then it turns out that that's just not going to be a fit for them. Now, we talked about the Bears would be a perfect fit. They kept their head coach. Then you're thinking, oh, man, I mean, you got two really good teams and the Cowboys and the Eagles, and maybe you're going to make a, a, a radical change. Maybe Bill ends up there. They're keeping their head coaches. Jim Harbaugh is going to take one of these jobs. You need an open building. You I mean, need this an is, open building but they for don't, both I mean, of these guys. The Panthers is the only place that would be. And no, I think no, no. The Chargers are an open building. The, the uh, Falcons are an open building, meaning that there's no GM. But you told me that Rich McKay's there as a well, CEO. He's a CEO. That that could be a that could be a hindrance. Yeah, that could be. I don't know how they got along in uh, league meetings and things of that nature. That's that's that. I I have no idea. 
But you would think that both Harbaugh and Belichick are going to want to select the people that they're working with on the football side. You know, you would think <clears throat> hiring them, that that would be a part of the hiring understanding that you're going to bring somebody in that the coach can work with and has worked with in the past and has had success with in the past. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but is there a chance that these owners don't look at Bill Belichick like maybe me or you or somebody else looks at Bill Belichick and says, man, I'd love to have that guy come in. Look at the success he had with Tom Brady. This is the greatest coach of his generation. Is is there a different view of him in NFL owner circles, which are like, this guy's going to be a pain in the ass. He deals with the media horribly. He didn't have good years without Tom Brady. Like, I don't want to deal with that headache. I'd All rather right. bring in a younger guy I can control. All right, let me ask you this question. You are the Chargers and you are the Falcons. I don't know how big your fan base is, your season ticket base. Uh, I don't know what your sponsorships look like. I know that beautiful stadium. Both of them play in beautiful stadiums. If you add Harbaugh to L.A. and you add Belichick to Atlanta, how's the business side going to be? How are the fans going to react to that? I think it would be huge. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be very, very positive. That's a part of the equation. I mean, the other thing, too, is like you got to remember, there are still coaches that are coaching right now in the divisional round. Slowick, the offensive coordinator uh, for uh, Houston. I also believe that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions, they're going to, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them get a job. Could be Tennessee, could be um, could be down there in Carolina. Uh, Raheem Mostert's a guy. I'm Morris. Sure, uh, Raheem Morris, I mean, is a guy. And I also believe that, I, I what I can't believe is I have not seen Brian Flores. Brian Flores' his name anywhere. Yeah, I know. He's not gotten any any uh, interview requests yet. The offensive coordinator from the Miami Dolphins is another one. Because you're taking another guy out of that, even though it's removed, out of the Kyle Shanahan offensive mindset. And if you want an offensive coach, you're going to want to bring somebody in that has had the impact like Mike McDaniels had for Tua Tungabailoa and adding Tyree Kill. And look at that offense when they were healthy. That is true. You know, I was talking to a Dolphins fan, like a hardcore, <clears throat> lives up here but has season tickets and flies down like four or five times a year. Um, and he's one of the smarter football guys that that I, I know. He's so locked in with that team. And, and he he thinks what the Dolphins should do, and obviously they're keeping Mike McDaniel as the coach, is they got to pull the plug on Tua and give Mike McDaniel Justin Fields. That was his take. Really? And I was like, what? And this guy knows his team. He knows football. He's like, I'm telling you, with this McDaniel offense, Tua can't run around. He gets hurt. He's like, think about the things he'd be able to do with a guy who runs like that. See, this is a guy that doesn't understand. That offense is built just like the Brock Purdy offense in San Francisco. Yeah. They're supposed to play the position from the pocket. Okay, yeah, you run every now and again and get a first down, but you're not going to be running around like Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or... Patrick Mahomes. That's not the way the, the position is supposed to be played, the way that Tua and Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, for that matter, have all played the position this I year. do think, though, that Mike McDaniel wouldn't be so stuck in it, and he would probably figure out a way, because I do believe he's a really great offensive mind still, if, even after their collapse, that he'd find a way to use Justin Fields' talents that Tua doesn't have to his advantage in a big way. He'd figure that, figure that out. Tua is accurate. He, he threw for the most yards in the NFL this year. He's in a great system. I know. Uh, I know Mike McDaniels loves the guy. 
He loves Tua. I know he loves Tua, but I've just, they just got to get home field advantage is what they got to get. Yeah, they but, can't go on the road. Or that's, they, isn't if they that go a problem? The, yeah, but if they go on the road, they got to play in a dome. Mm. The problem is the AFC doesn't have domes. There's a couple domes, yeah. but the good teams, the really good teams right now with the really good quarterbacks are all outside in cold weather cities. But that's a problem. If your guy can't play in cold weather in the AFC, that's an issue. I'll tell you what, you put them against Houston in the Houston uh, the dome down there, that would be that would be a track meet. Yeah. That would be a fun football game. Absolutely. All right, let's go to uh Mike in Milford, Connecticut. What's going on, Mike? <clears throat> Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I'm an old friend of Boomer. I'm Mike DeWaita from Nebraska Steakhouse. It's not there any longer. This first time when I met Boomer there, meeting him is like meeting Albanian president. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying. I, uh, Mike, I remember you. And I remember you at Nebraska because I took the boys there for lunch one day. Yes. Yeah. You came with uh, your family. You came with uh, a <clears throat> carton when uh, when things were doing great. And uh, yes, still, still, uh, uh, still uh, my boys, uh, they all shave. We we buy a barbasol to support your foundation. Yep. I know it's not a big deal, but uh, so just put that in there. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I love you. A pleasure. I love your partner Gio. I think you guys are like the best duo in the, in the sports. Well, Mike, that's very nice, and I'm I'm really glad that you called today. Is there anything else you wanted to ask, Boomer? Uh, I I I don't want to take too much time. I know you have a lot of people lined up to call to, uh, to, to that call you. I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. I never wore it. I have it in my closet for like three years. It's brand new. Is there any way I can have it signed by that man? Uh, is it the Green Bay jersey or is it the Jets jersey? It's got to be the Green Bay jersey, right? Yeah, it's the Green Bay jersey because I was a huge Packers fan. Yeah. I became a Jets fan when he came to Jets. And I don't want to bother you. I don't mind driving up there just to. <laughs> not only that, I would just love to meet you and shake your hands and drop it off or mail it or something. I don't want to, you know, bother you guys. I know, Mike. Mike, I appreciate it. you're very nice and you're very gracious to us over at Nebraska Steakhouse. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And and you remembering that and then calling me, asking me to get Aaron Rodgers to sign your jersey. I think you're calling the wrong show. I think you got to call the Pat McAfee show if you want him to sign something. You know what I mean? Don't have that, the only connection I have with the boomer, I don't know that much. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's going to be, that's going to be tough, Mike, I have to say. And right now, Aaron, I think, is in the woods somewhere. Yeah, he definitely is. Would, you, def- would you think I, I drive to his house and wait by the gate and the... Yes, well, no, don't do that. Don't, yes, don't, absolutely. Don't, don't do that. That would be the thing that. I would no. do. Yeah. Mike, I would say that he's probably in California right now. He's probably not going to be back until April. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Boomer, by the way, Mike, I have three sons. And then the Gio's got a daughter the, with that little boyfriend, Nico. Yeah. If, 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 if his daughter got any problems growing up, don't forget she got three uncles in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that is awesome, man. Thanks for calling. You put a smile on our face. Uh, we appreciate it. But uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing's a little bit of a Albanian president now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was pulling our leg. No, there for no, a no. Second. I, I remember him exactly. Al, you remember him? Yeah, right? he had too many details about the st- that he saw us when we came to the steakhouse, and yes. we went and had a Christmas lunch there. Yeah, years we did. Ago. Well, yeah, uh, Mona. Right? Did yes. Mona like? Yeah, the muscular like- woman. Yeah, she was like a. Uh, She's a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that was a great call. That was really nice. I wish we could come through with the Aaron Rodgers jersey, but that's difficult. You know, I don't you know how much call you the Pat McAfee show, right? Yeah, that would be the way. Yeah.
No, actually, or he could just wait outside his house, I think, for about a week or two and then see how that six goes. Six months? <laughs> I don't think he's coming back for six months. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't if I were him. Right. right? I'd get the hell out of this. You'd be in Malibu. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. He's it's, got a great spread Malibu, man. I'm sure he does. I'm sure it's great, but I just, I don't know. I don't. You would love it there. Would I? Yeah, great weather. You wouldn't be bitching about the the, <laughs> the traffic. Well, they have traffic too. Yeah, it's not because of rain and stuff, but they do have mudslides and earthquakes. So, take this or take that. I'm just they picture, have fires, wildfires. I know mudslides. All that's the yeah. I'm picturing my hey, boomer. Can you get me ticket to Malibu so I can hang outside Aaron Rodgers' home? <laughs> in off season oh that's great oh that was awesome mike thanks for listening to all the kind words and all that and yes i will take you up on that offer if nico gets out of line i will get your sons to uh straighten them out <laughs> boomer and geo on the fan and cbs sports network so earlier we were talking about bradley schwartz who is going to play college football next year peter's son who is a offensive lineman and a long snapper and he's deciding between Several schools, at least three, are involved, maybe a mystery school. And we said if he wants to, he could put the the hats in front of him and use our show to tell the world where he's going. Because Mm -hmm. we see that before, you know, they get some of these really, really highly recruited guys. They'll be on, like, the local news down in the south, Mm -hmm. and they're putting on the Alabama hat or the Georgia hat or Florida or whatever. So you said, I'm not going to make that decision for him. I'm going to ask Bradley if he would like to do that on the fan and CBS Sports Network and put the hat on. And he reached out and said, yes, I, I want to do that. I want to be a part of it. I will announce the, the school I'm going to on mm-hmm. Boomer and Geo, and you'll have a party at uh, Miller's Ale House or something. <laughs> somewhere that at, night. Uh, yeah. Duncan somewhere or whatever <laughs> later on that night. We'll we'll accept bids for the family. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will. Uh, but you you said one caveat to Brad, yeah. though, didn't you? Yes, he has to agree. Like whatever time we agree that we would do it that morning, he would have to still go back into school. Like he can't just take the whole day off of school. Like that's not that's going to be a deal breaker between my wife and I and him. See, so okay. like if if he did it at seven o'clock or seven thirty. As soon as we're done, we're out the door, and you're going back to school. Right. Get your ass to school. Get your ass to class, Bradley. That's what I like. Rule with an iron fist in that Schwartz house. Boomer, you agree with that? 100%. Yes. We love that. We love that. Uh, All right, Peter Schwartz. uh, What is going on with you? This uh, report brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Mike McCarthy back with the Dallas Cowboys for his fifth season. Despite a one and three record in the playoffs, the Patriots formally introduced new head coach Gerard Mayo. He said, please don't compare him to his predecessor. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Mayo, the 15th head coach in Patriots history. Now, Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox had a bit of a run in. With a reporter yesterday about head coach Nick Sirianni and his future with the team. Have you, you know, gotten any wind on what's going to happen with Nick? And, and are you, you have confidence in if you, if you do come back, that um, confidence in him if he's also the head coach? Like any news about what about Nick? Nick, I mean, there's obviously some speculation about whether he may be fired or not. Um, huh? Yeah. Just, come on, man. Man, he's head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't, they ain't even a 
discussion about okay, that. You okay, you don't think it's gonna like, happen? I don't, I, don't, I don't got nothing to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro. Ah! Oh, wow. You a <laughs> clown, bro? You're a clown. Yeah, get on my face, bro. Here's the one thing I will say about Nick Sirianni, though. He did do a couple stupid things. As head coach of the Eagles. Remember they went into Kansas City and they beat Kansas City? Yeah, he was screaming at the fans. Right, and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, oh. it's not, you know. At the time, I loved it. Then he fell apart and looked like a clown. Bro. And he was doing some other things on the sideline <clears throat> and some weird stuff. I mean, he is a goofy guy, but we kind of came to like him. Yeah, well, and sort of the Eagles fans until the team completely fell flat on their face. Peter, do you ever get into an interaction like that in your years of covering the Jets or other Al teams? Arbor. Al Arbor. Al Arbor once screamed at me and later apologized because he he was just frustrated but the um islanders were finishing up a road trip so this is like circa 92 90 somewhere around there 90 91 so how old and, are you then so i'm a couple of years out of college so like young yeah, reporter young reporter working for sports phone for sports phone that was my first job out of college 24 was that kind of yeah so somewhere around there and uh, the Islanders are finishing up a long road trip in Philadelphia. So I took a drive down to Philadelphia to go cover the game. And the Islanders laid an egg that day. Absolute awful performance. I don't remember what the score was, but they got wiped out by the Flyers. So in the post-game conference in the hallway, I said to him, so Al, um, you know, coming off you know, a road trip and a chance to finish up you know, strong, are you surprised about the effort today? And he blew a gasket on me like, what kind of a stupid question is that? Are players playing hard? Are you what? What are you watching out there? He was just like so frustrated, and the Islanders' PR person at the time was like a, a, around the, the corner in the old spectrum, and she had not heard what was going on. She heard from somebody else, and apparently, a bunch of reporters came to my defense, said it was a legitimate question. Al just blew a gasket. And uh, next time I saw him, he came over and apologized. Oh, so all's well that ends well, right? Yeah, which was all class on his part. Yeah. May he rest in peace. By the way, how's your team doing these days? Not good. What's going on with them? I blown third period leads, same trends. Um, I I don't like the lineups that have been getting put forth. Too many changes in the line combinations. Um, Injuries obviously have played a role, but yeah. what would you do? I would I would make a coaching change. Okay, you just firing coaches all firing over the coaches place all over the place. Yeah. Jesus, well, I, it's, it's real easy. Same, for you to same say. things that have been plaguing the team going back to last year. <clears throat> Who do you want to be the coach? You got an idea? You're gonna think I'm absolutely nuts. Uh, Gerard Gallant. No, Bruce uh. Boudreaux. <laughs> yes. I think he. I, I would drive to Hershey, Pennsylvania, where he lives, and oh. I would pick him up and bring him home. I was, tr I was trying to get the Rangers to hire him last <laughs> year. Remember that? That that guy is unbelievable. They. I think he would come in and he would just whip. Any I think idea? this is a playoff team. I think this is a real. I think the roster is solid. I think when they're, they're healthy. When they're healthy, I think this is a playoff team. Um, How are their goalies playing? Well, Sorokin's been a little disappointing, and Varlamov is hurt. But I, I, I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of the other stuff that's going on. Right. Sorokin and Varlamov are also like near the top of the league in in save percentage and high in high danger shots. So I don't worry about that, but I worry about the poor coverage in front of the net. I worry about the power play is slumping again. So I, 
to me, all these trends signal to me that they need a they need a coaching change. Ledecky just texted me and said Schwartz isn't allowed back. <laughs> I didn't criticize ownership. I criticized that they needed a coaching change. So let me ask you a question. Any idea whether or not uh, Lou Lamarillo has a relationship? I'm sure he does with Boos Brudrow. I don't. That I don't line. know. That I don't know. I'm. You know, they've been around a hundred years, each of them. So I mean, I, I don't think they bring up the Bridgeport. Coach, he just got that job this year, so it's mm-hmm. not like, but he's been in the system for a while, but I, Kowalski, but I don't, I, I, I think they need, like, they had a Barry Trotz type of person in Barry Trotz. Yes. I think they need someone like that with a little bit more of a whip. Got a call for you, Peter. It's okay. Mario and Howell. Mario, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Um, you know, I'd like to put in for the new program director there. The first thing I would do is I would probably cut. Peter Schwartz's hours there. The guy's looking for more time. He's very <laughs> abrasive. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Mike Tannenbaum had a, uh, a, an, a screaming fit, cursing him on the phone with his kids in the car. And now the legendary Al Arbor, he even had a tip with Al Arbor. This guy's abrasive. Who apologized to me. Yeah, but you're apolog- abrasive. I can see where he's yeah, coming yeah, from. Yeah, Mario, great point. Hey, Mario, Mario, up yours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, he just, just made his gotta, point. He's got to step back, yeah. man. Just, just take you it just easy. made Mario's point. Yes. Very yeah. abrasive. Yeah. I mean, geez, it is true. You know, you think about the Tannenbaum thing and the cursing and the kids and now Al Arbor. This guy's right. And then you just said up yours to him. Yeah. I mean, there's the, you pull back that Schwartz curtain. There's some demons. Been you there. know what? When I want to let it loose, I'll let it loose. <laughs> Maybe you it's know? how you ask the question. You know what I'm saying? I thought I asked. It's how you ask it. Or maybe the words that you decide to use, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't normally get that type of response from somebody okay. when I'm at when I'm covering a game or covering a practice. I have a great relationship. Well, you, you got to ask me. Matt. I've never had a problem in that locker room. No, I don't think so. He's never said anything like that you did or your no. problem. No. But I mean, I think about that that poor that poor waitress at Miller's Ale House. Yeah, I did not yell at her. Mm. I did not yell at her. All I said and. All I said was that, look, you know, the food came out incorrectly that night. That's oh. all I... Look, you are a when, very imposing <clears throat> human being. Yeah. Well, you how are an enormous person. How That's about been I, smoothed over. We've been back there. Yeah. How about when you called 411 and we're screaming? Oh, I was livid that morning. Yeah, I, had every right in the world. Yeah. I had every right in the world to do that. Oh, yeah. Every right in the world. That guy took me for a freaking ride. Well, he was a cab driver, so yeah. you have to go for a ride in a cab. It's yeah. a simple drive from Penn Station to here. How do you mess that up? You see, but here, this but is I, what but Mario's I, but talking about. I waved all charges. See how loud you're getting an abrasive? But I waved all charges. They wanted to go forward. I said, <laughs> I no, 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 I, I waved all charges. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's nice of you. But, I mean, I could just see, you know, what, what Mario's saying. I mean, it just... One example after another now just piling up of this abrasiveness. That's all. Just something, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. I've done that plenty of times. You got to look in the mirror. Anger management class. Look I've in been the mirror. to anger management before. Oh, yeah. Really? Been. Yeah, I, oh, I have. That. Yeah. Wow. What sent you there? What'd you do? Kick a puppy no, or something? I, was, no, I just felt like I, I there, there were things going on in my life. At Punch the time. a wall? I have punched a wall before. I've also punched a uh, a cashier booth at Giant Stadium on my way out of a jet game and put a big giant hole in it. This is shocking to me. You never heard that story? No. Wow. That was uh, it was a Monday night game against the Bills and the Jets lost in the final seconds. I was pissed, I'm walking out, and an old Giant Stadium. I, my section was three thirty nine when I had season tickets, and in front of the concession stands, you went and go to get your food, and then there was like this booth where the cashier sat. 
and it was right there. And I, just, before I did something else stupid, I just punched the thing. Wow! And it was a big giant dent. And I was worried that somebody was going to see it. <clears throat> I came back for the next game. The dent was still there, but nothing ever happened. I was just <laughs> wow, man! I was living after man. the fake spiking too. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Don't do so that. So was I. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but so, like some of these instances, you, you felt there was going on enough for you yeah. to. There's been times where I've had manager. to like walk out of the house, like if something went on, like I've had to walk out of the house and just cool off. Because... I know domestic violence. Right no, no, oh, no! Jesus, Come on, man. Boomer. All right, okay. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking maybe. Holy smokes! <laughs> maybe your family wants to kick your ass. No, Jesus! Like you know if the. I mean, why would you have to get out of the house? Argument with the cable person on the phone over over the bill, and if I'm getting my I'm steaming, I walk out of the house. I'm like, I can't want to take it out on everybody. I, okay, so you are abrasive now. We 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 figured that out, and I think the last caller a, was Mario. Abrasive, was Mario and Hal. Yeah, yeah no yeah, one's Mario. ever really called me abrasive. Well, I tend did. to have a temper, and I think Cheryl will tell you that there are times, like most of the time, I'm a big giant teddy bear. But don't piss him off because. He's a he'll blow. That was a fake. Marina was faking. <laughs> I never knew this about you. I never knew that you had those anger. During issues. our search for a car, you started flipping out. I I I was ready to strangle the the salesman in the in in the dealership. That we walked out and went home, and they're trying to call me on the phone to still get us back in the dealer. And I said, "Sir, you take this call. I'm not talking to them." And she said on the phone to the like the district manager, or whatever, right. was trying to get us back in the dealership. <clears throat> You do not want to talk to my husband right now because he will lose his you-know-what on you right now. Now, we wound up getting a new car. We're very happy with it. Uh, this wasn't my guy. No, it was not your guy. Your guy was great on the phone. He just okay. wasn't in our budget okay. area. Yeah, it Boomer sent him to the Lamborghini dealership <laughs> on the Gold Coast of Long Island. Yeah, uh, uh, Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, in the anger management, I want to know, was it like a group setting or was it like a one-on-one? It was a group setting, yeah. A group setting. Oh, so yeah. like I'm Peter and I punch walls and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I punch walls. I get pissed at jet games, you know. Did someone in there, the anger management group, be like, I actually, you know, strangled somebody to death no, or something? No, 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 no. How many sessions did you go to? Uh, a handful. handful. Yeah. Did it help? It did help, yeah. I so I've calmed like, down since then. Do you like count from 100 backwards, like to calm down? Like that's a good, that's a good technique. I think. Um, no, I, I think just generally going out and getting some fresh air and just calming down and just, you know, relaxing and sitting on the bench. In How front long of ago was this? Oh, this had to be like 10 years ago. Was it? Wow. Did they have refreshments at this anger match? No. Man? No. No. If you would have remembered that, I would have been impressed. You were like, yeah, they put out a nice spread there. No. I had to bring board. my own bottle of water with me. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Uh, all right. Uh, well, this is this is new. <laughs> yes. this, is, this is this is new to us. I I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. Eddie, are you shocked about this? You've known Peter for a long time. Uh, that it got to the level where he felt he needed to check himself in. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. What about you, Al? This is surprising. Very surprising. I thought he was always jovial. Yeah, I know. The big Yo, teddy bear. I, I can. I no, can there see are things it now. in life that really truly yeah, piss me off. See, now I can see it though. If you follow you on X, I can see it. I I, I can definitely see it, and I'm yeah. not really shocked by it. To be honest, I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked that he's uh, destroying property and he has to go to anger management, take a but if you, break uh, and sniff in and, and sniff I, out. I never knew what chance I was taking when I would give shifts to Marco over him. I was wow. really taking a right. chance. Taking your, your life in your own hands. But you know, the thing is, is that you know he is a Long Island guy like we are. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of agita there. There is a lot. 
There is a lot. And just think, too, like if he, if Peter, you could probably get away from him. But if he got to you and got so, those over yeah. meat hooks in you. Y- yes. Because you got some meat hooks for him. I mean, you could easily just that. snap somebody's neck if you wanted to. Still have those scars from when I fell going to the holiday party. You know? <laughs> Remember that? I do remember that. And I that, went sir. to the vet to get it stitched up. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. That happened during Geo and Jones. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, I didn't know. The vet didn't stitch up. They bandaged it so I can get to a place to get it stitched you up. You Boomer, did you ever hear the story? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm dripping blood. I don't know what to do. And I, I was looking for civilization in Manhattan when I came out of the subway. And I'm like, there's... A vet, they have a bandage in there, so maybe they can help him point me in the right direction. The guy was like, I'm sorry, sir, we do not work on bears. <laughs> something that we spent on. Shot a tranquilizer in his ass. That's right, you went to the I remember Brian Jones like, what? Where you going, man? You got neutered while you're there? <laughs> oh, I had totally forgotten about that. Oh, what a great story. Oh, my Lord. All right. Um, can I, I don't know. Can that constitute moment of the day, or do you want me to play something? No, I'll play something and All give right. us a sponsor. All right. Uh, <laughs> moment of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> so earlier in the in the show, we were talking about Bradley going through recruiting and um, a whole bunch of things. I had to talk to Boomer about the decision. You know, should he go Division One, Division Three, And it led to... Another new piece of the Peter Schwartz vocabulary coming out. If you had a Division One offer, yes, and maybe or maybe not a chance to play as a freshman, or you had a really really good Division Three offer and a chance to play right away, and with the transfer portal, you could always transfer to a Division sure. One school. I, I would play. I would want to play. I think that yeah. Bradley wants to play. I think he wants to sit around and be a blocking or tackling dummy for some Division One school that's not going to offer him an opportunity to play early. I mean, let's let's let, so maybe five years from now we're talking about him potentially making it in one of maybe the the spring league or maybe he makes it in the NFL. You never know. Your mouth to God's yeah. lips. But you you never know. You never know. <laughs> my thing. My thing. From your mouth to God's lips. Yeah. How about God's ears? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Um, but thank you. I just got that. Add it to the list. Right. Add it to the list. Put it on top. <laughs> Point being, I think sometimes. A new leaf on life. <laughs> there you go. Moment of Peter, break. I love you. I do. <laughs> I love you like a brother. I tell you, man, that is just tremendous. Right. God's lips. How God's many lips. times have I've you heard s- people say that before? From your lips to God's ears. Yes. What it is. Yeah. Your mouth to God's yeah. lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, and the canal, whatever they call it, wherever you return the carts to. The canal? <laughs> Chiro stick? Like a long Chiro stick? Large clunk of people? You're familiar with a Rorschach test? A Rorschach test? It's like a new leaf on life. Pico de Goyo. <laughs> Takia. I think sure. they had a little Twitter spiff. Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> spiff? Spiff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's an underrated Rocco. Which one was that? That last one? Little League World Series Hawaii. Beat Caraco thirteen <laughs> to three. Caraco like the suits. Curacao. <laughs> oh, I walked out of there one day too. Oh my Jesus! Caraco suits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you got to fight with the guys from Caraco suits. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> don't even. No, I don't want. They were a potential advertiser. I don't want to piss them off. Like I had a had, a, had an issue there. <laughs> like you have an issue everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, what I was going to say was an underrated one there is a large clunk of people. <laughs> clunk? Have you ever used that since or do you use that before? Was that just I don't that know. It just came out of my mouth, that thing. Large clunk of people. Uh, all right, Peter. We might see you tomorrow. We yeah. might not, depending yeah. on Jerry's health. Well, it's always great having you yeah, around. It's always great being here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thank you for signing the jersey. Yeah, you're welcome. You're All welcome. right, it's Boomer and Geo coming to you live at the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Under overs and under overs. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So when I found out yesterday that Peter Schwartz was going to be doing updates with us on X because he put it all over X, and the next thing you know, my whole thing is flooded. But people responding to him coming on our show here and being a part of the family, as he always is. So I wanted to test him this morning, and I wanted to tempt him. Okay. And I wanted to see if he was going to bite. So I know nothing about this, by the way. Right. So this is a little test that I was running this morning. What is one of the things that Peter Schwartz loves, adores, and loves owning? There's two things that pop in my mind. Uh, one's bobbleheads. Two is jerseys. Okay. So we had the jersey. He brought the jersey in for his buddy Ryan and everything else. That was great. All morning here, I've had a bobblehead sitting here in a box. <laughs> now, our friend Mark Simone from Coyote Promos sent over a bobblehead of Artemi Panarin. Mm. And I've had it sitting here right between where he does the updates updates, and where I sit. And I, I noticed a couple times he was going to go reach for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I knew that, you know, the only reason he probably did not reach for it. It's Rangers. It's a Rangers thing. Yeah, right. And I just wanted to see just how tempted I could make him. You know what I mean? Because that's a conflict for him. He loves bobbleheads. He hates the Rangers. Right. It's like, what does he do? But he loves part? free stuff. Right, exactly. But he loves free stuff. Yeah. You know, and this is the uh, the uh, Artemi Panarin Mucinex. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mucinex, pretty good. Uh, bobblehead. So, so now thanks. You, you were saying Artemi Panarin like three or four times when we were talking about field hockey. Yes. So now I'm, I, was I'm try, on. I was trying to get him to buy into it, and he ne he didn't jump. I just I felt like when he was handing me the jersey to sign yeah. that I, I could see his eyes looking at it. <laughs> You know, so I guess I'll put Artemi with his hockey stick and his leg up in the air as if he just scored a goal. I'll put him right next to Matt Martin back here. Okay. All right, very good. Yeah, I mean it's definitely because it was a Rangers thing. I don't, I don't think he would take that. I don't think he would put that in his house. I don't really. And he's got bobbleheads all over the place. That's I, what I'm saying. I do not think he would put a Rangers bobblehead in his house. But uh, I tempted him, and for three hours, three and a half hours, not a bite. But I saw, I saw a look. Oh yeah, like, I mean, he, that, he like, noticed it. Like, you know, yeah, he sniffed it out. Yes, it's like when I bring home like steak or any sort of meat from the grocery store. Like the dog knows exactly what bag it's in. Yes, like a meat. Oh, he knows. Elvis knows. Right, that is. It's exactly Peter with a bobblehead. He just sniffs it out. It's like a sixth sense of his. But he didn't. But but ah. didn't take it. He didn't take it. Didn't take it. So uh, let's go to Mike in Wontall. What's going on, Mike? Uh, good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. Um, huge Ranger fan, Boomer. Um, I'm just calling to give you a little anecdote about meeting you for the first time probably about 15 years ago, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all good. All right. It was, an honor to meet, it was an honor to meet you. You treated me like you know, a friend that you knew for a long time. I had happened to be uh, invited to an event that honored a good friend of yours, father, in Rockville Center. 
It was for the Irishman of the Year. Oh, yes. Gentleman, Bernie O'Brien. Bernie O'Brien. I played baseball with Timmy at St. Agnes, and I went over to Mr. O'Brien. I said, hey, Mr. O'Brien, played with Timmy. Such a great young man. I had the pleasure of knowing him for some time. I'm a retired uh, member of the NYPD, so I'm sensitive to 9-11. And uh, he brought me over to see you because you were going to be the uh, honoree, to, I guess, to introduce him to everybody. Yes. And you were such a professional. You treated me like gold mm. that day. And Timmy, just, you know, as you know, was such a great person and a great athlete. And uh, you went on and described your time during the uh, playing with the Jets. And your memory was spot on with everything you mentioned. It was like you played yesterday. And you, you spoke about the great Rich Kotite uh, in such glowing uh, terms. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate you remember that. And uh, thanks for supporting Bernie O'Brien. Yes, and uh, we lost a great one in Timmy for sure. Yes, way too early. Yeah, it was a really cool call and, and something like that. You never know where it's going to go. When someone says, I got a story 15 years ago and yeah. this or that. And this one obviously was a very, very positive Could one. have been the Oak Beach Inn where I saw him. It didn't, <laughs> didn't go so well. <laughs> right, or Stevens Talk House that time. You had to get carried out of there. Right? Yeah, exactly. One of those things. Uh, let's go to Pat Bellrose. Going on, Pat? Hi, good morning, fellas. How are you? All right, Hi, Patty. Pat. What's happening, brother? Right. With Belichick, I, I can't stand Belichick, but a giant theory. If half of what they're saying about Dable is true, has John Mara made that secret phone call and say, Bill, sit out a year. If it doesn't work with Dable, you come in next year. And the other thing about Belichick, without Belichick, uh, Parcells won nothing. Without Brady, uh, Belichick has. Very easily, Bill Belichick could be three and five. His first Super Bowl win was because the ref screwed Oakland with the tuck rule. The second uh, one I would take away. He I mean, we, Pat, we could do this all day with every single person in the world, right? Like, I mean, his record stands for itself. Yeah. And he will be, uh, you know, he wants to get, I, I know he wants to beat Don Chul. He wants the coaching record. You know, he's a historian of the NFL. You know, if you sit down with Bill and you talk to him about his team, he's not going to be very forthcoming. But the moment you start talking about punting the football or the, the, the field goal kicker or the drop kick or something like that, he then opens up and goes into this whole glossary that he has in his brain and uh, this litany of history that he will talk about incessantly. And he'll talk about the great, uh, uh, Hallis and Brown families and what they meant to the NFL. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Wellington Mara, what he meant to the NFL. He understands the history of it all. You know, it's kind of interesting. We were asked last night real quickly about the Super Bowl and our memories of the Super Bowl and what we think of when we think of the Super Bowl. And I think of Pete Rozelle, that if he never came up with the idea of this Super Bowl, Super Bowl one, Kansas City and the Packers, and we could have a chance that could actually happen again this year in Super Bowl 58. Doubt it happens, but we could get the Chiefs and the Packers. Well, they're there know. in the divisional round, so yes, could and then, happen. And then you and I are going to have personal problems. Yeah, that's not going to be good. We've got Packer fans in our lives that are going to want things from us. Yeah, I don't like that at and all. And we're going to have to deliver if those Packers make it. But I think about Pete Rozelle and the idea that he had for the Super Bowl. Yes, And Genius. look what it's turned into. Genius. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 